0: Welcome to another edition of VP Live Talk Radio. We got to get this going right away. I got a lot of stuff, and I also have a interview that I did this week with Mr. David Dorn. Hi-Fi stuff. That's about two hours, so I need to get to the stuff I need to get to. Then we're gonna play that. It's gonna be a very long show, to say the least. But we got to get to Dino right away. We got to get to Dino. Let's find Dino. Let's bring on the star of the show. Let's get his intro right away. Not even gonna wait for him to come on. Are hey, you pussy motherfucker? Right away with the intro. Are hey, you pussy motherfucker? Dino has arrived. Are hey, you pussy motherfucker? Another great Dino intro. Are hey, you pussy motherfucker?
1: motherfucker! I love it. Are you a pussy motherfucker! Oh oh oh!
0: Fantastic! Oh oh oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh oh oh! <laughs> <laughs> that is great! I love it! You uh, that uh, oh oh! <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. How are you, Dino?
1: I'm good, buddy. How are you? <laughs> it's just
0: so I'm sorry. I, I'm okay. I'm here. How are you, sir? You're doing okay. Yeah, I'm good. That is good. That is good. Yeah, like I said, uh, I have a lot to get to. I, I interviewed uh, Mr. Doran this week. That's a pretty long interview. So I got to get to all this stuff. I got to get to, and then I'm gonna play that. So we're gonna start right away, Dino. Right off the bat, we're going. Okay. All right. Just like that. So, something I want to play first. I forgot to mention this. I was actually going to mention this a couple weeks ago. Remember last year when we had that kid on that rapped? His name was Token. Yeah, I remember. remember him? Okay, I'm going to play a clip in case people don't remember. This is the uh, when we had Token on that we I had him on last year on the show. He was a rapper. He I think at the time he was 14 or 15.
1: Man, I can't refuse you, and until I'm banned from YouTube, the raps that I record will snap your spinal cord and literally have your ass handed to you. Rise against me, I would like it. just see you try to get on my level whenever you rhyme. It simply everybody be talking to shit when I get gritty, but I'm better than anyone rapping who tried to diss me. I define a grisly grind a 50 when he was trying to shine a die trying this me While well, I write this quickly, motivation is when I'm condescending. you yeah, condescending uh, when I write these rants. I combine Einstein's mind with science fiction, mix the liberal mind of Brian Griffin with violent thinking like pirate chips with living by your own religion with giant visions virus sickness psychic thinking like so vivid guys and women picture my words like hieroglyphics cuz I'm the shit Ugh.
0: That kid can yes. fucking rap <laughs> Oh my god
1: He could be a fucking auctioneer this kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> So that Holy was, shit So that I'm
0: telling you Yeah so that's what did I had him on the show in case you don't remember now Listen to what now, listen to this, Dino. Listen to what I say during that. I said this at the end of the uh, at the the end of the interview. Listen. You are an incredibly talented rapper. There's no question about it. Keep on doing the work that you're doing because it's getting you somewhere. And I'm telling you, Dino, a few years from now, you're going to see him on, y- you're going to hear him on Sirius Radio, on FM Radio. You're going to see him on MTV. Did you hear that? Yes. Hear what I said? Well. Yes. Hasn't even been two years. It's been one year few weeks ago, our friend Token was on Sirius Radio. He was on Sway in the Morning on Shade 45. I'm not going to play the whole rap because it's eight minutes long. I'm just going to play the end of it. In fact, he was so good, he made one of the hosts cry. One of the female hosts started crying when he was done. He's He was on Sirius Radio. This is just a quick clip of Token on... Um, sway in the morning
1: but my bucket list will always be full i'm never satisfied i never had to lie i never have been grinded for this team of mine i'm finally here and sway this was a dream of mine man Yeah, it is wow. my man token wow. ah hyena. see this we got a real hyena up in here came ready i've been waiting man you wow. came ready
0: cheers wow Get familiar.
1: Tracy, you crying?
0: Yeah. I don't think that's ever happened in my damn three years up in here. But that came from the most authentic space of your soul, dude. Just thank you for sharing and inspiring all of it. Thank that's you. Awesome. Wow.
1: We're gonna play a song and come back, all right? Woo! Let that moment breathe for a what second. Until you MCs. We get a lot of MCs that come up here. All these dudes can't prepare, but a lot of folks, he said this is your moment. You gotta savor it. When you know you coming up here, you give it 120%. See that? He's making it. De- I told
0: you he was going to be something. He's going to be something big. Sway in the Morning is a big fucking show. Is I that mean, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like all the famous rappers go on Sway in the Morning. It's like the biggest, one of the biggest shows on Sirius. So, yeah. Just like I called it. I called it. I'm telling you, this kid's going to be big. He is going to be big, and I, I wish I could I would play the rap, and it's eight minutes long, but he was incredible. He, right off the top of his head, he was just going, going, going. It was amazing. So, yes, congratulations, Token. I am glad that he is getting the success that he deserves. I like that kid. He was a good kid.
1: Seemed like a nice kid, I remember.
0: Yes, yes, Token was a very nice kid, so that's awesome. That is good to see that. That is excellent to see that. So, God, I got so much stuff to get to, and I have such little time. Okay, first thing I want to get to, Dino. I was talking to Oliver. I was supposed to interview Oliver the other day, but I don't know. Something happened. I ended up interviewing. I was going to have Oliver and Dave Dorn, but Oliver didn't show up, so I interviewed Dave Dorn. It was a great interview. But anyway, I was talking to Oliver, excuse me, the day before that. He had mentioned to me that there was going to be this article coming out that was going to be huge. The biggest, most positive, most wonderful thing pertaining to vaping in years is going to come out. And I remember telling him, I said, you know what? I said, that's great, but it's not going to mean shit here in the U.S. Oh, no, he says, you'll see. You'll see. I'm telling you, you'll see. It's going to make a difference. I'm telling you, you'll see. I This is definitely going to get attention. So the Royal College of Physicians put out a report about electronic cigarettes. In fact, if you want to read a great article, the New York Post wrote a wonderful article. I think it actually came out today. Yeah, it came out May 1st. Why is the government out to destroy vaping? And they talk about... The uh, Royal College of Physicians uh, report, everything they said, and uh, it's, it's, just, it's just a great article. I mean, okay, in the beginning right here, he says in the New York Post article, if a new delivery room procedure reduced deaths of mothers during labor by 95%, CNN in 60 minutes would do a special hour-long tribute to the new technique, would quickly become mandatory. If a new safety gadget inside automobiles were demonstrated to reduce fatalities by 95%, it would be talked up as a miracle. The media would be jumping all over this. And yet we have this wonderful product, e-cigarettes, that it's a device that reduces harm from smoking by 95%. The reaction has been silence at times, outright suppression in others. There have been plenty of lies to accompany this bizarre smear campaign. They won't even mention it. Like I called, the mainstream media didn't even give the Royal College of Physicians uh, report, not even a mention, not a fucking mention. Nothing. Now, why is the media not reporting the greatest news about e cigarettes? Probably in years, and mentioning this report. You want to know why? I've already explained why, because Big Pharmaceutical owns the fucking media, and they're not going to do it. They're just not going to fucking. Ma- I knew they weren't going to mention it. I knew it. I fucking knew it. The New York Times did a piece on it. It was just an opportunity to give Stanton Glantz a uh, 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 say to fucking smear it, and it, it, it was no good at all. This is probably the only good art, I mean, one of. Very few, but the New York Post is actually a very good article. They wrote a nice article on it. Um, It's not going to get attention. It's a shame, but it's not going to get attention. And this is disgusting because back in the 60s when the Royal College of Physicians came out and linked cigarette use to lung cancer, we in the United States ignored it for two years. It took us two years to realize, oh, shit, they're right, and actually do something about it. Uh, it, We're doing it again. They come out with this wonderful report, report about electronic cigarettes They've said these wonderful things, I mean, oh my God, and the media is just ignoring it. It's a fucking shame, it really is. It's a goddamn, uh, Dino, this is the greatest news ever. The Royal College of Physicians said how great vaping is. How wonderful it is, they go on and on. In fact, they said doctors should be recommending this to their patients to get them off cigarettes, Anti-tobacco groups should be promoting e-cigarettes. If you really want people off cigarettes, you should be promoting this, not demonizing this. Governments should not be taxing this out of existence. They should be embracing this. Most wonderful thing ever by a distinguished group of physicians who have no money in this at all. They receive no money from big tobacco or from vaping or anything. This was an honest, wonderful report, and it's being ignored. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. Fucking bullshit, but I'm not surprised. I called it. I said, I said the media's not going to touch it. They're not. They're going to wait for the next idiot to put a battery in his fucking pocket and blow himself up on camera. That's what they're going to wait for. That's what they want. They want some fucking idiot who has a mech mod that, that shorts out in his fucking pocket or, or something or in his car and it happens to be videotaped. They'll jump all over that, but they're not even going to touch this. The, RC- the RCP says it is unlikely that vaping is even 5% as dangerous as smoking, That's amazing. Media doesn't care. Doesn't give a fuck. It's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Oh, my God. You know, I saw that. I was so happy. I'm like, oh, my God. Was that
1: in the Times?
0: It was in the Times. And they wrote about it, but it was. A few
1: people asked me about it.
0: Yeah. No, they didn't really give it. They didn't give it its due. They just didn't. You know, the Times hates e-cigarettes they reported it cuz I think they kind of had to but they didn't make it, you know, sound as great as it actually is. This this uh, New York Post uh, piece really gives you an understanding of uh, of what it is. I mean it's just, it's just a wonderful thing. Yeah. The Royal College of Physicians told doctors you should be recommending this. Told the anti stop it. Stop it. You should be embracing this. If you really are anti-tobacco, you should be telling people to use e-cigarettes. They see how wonderful this is. It's unbelievable. Five percent vaping is even five percent unlikely that it's even five percent as dangerous as smoking, and maybe substantially safer than that. Oh, <laughs> you think the media would jump on this? Oh no, oh no, not being reported anywhere. I'm, again, I'm not surprised, not surprised in the least bit. And I started tweeting doctors. I tweeted that fucking doctor they have on the Today Show now because I know she's been saying shit. I tweeted Doctor Oz. You know, are they going to change their tune? probably not probably not what a shame what a fucking shame so yeah that's what happened with that greatest news we've had in years pertaining to e-cigarettes but nobody in the media is going to report it or give a fuck it's a goddamn shame anyway let's move on here's something else Dino. i gotta talk about i haven't talked to anybody from casa about this yet i just saw it the other day did you see this dino competitive enterprise institute in casa are suing did you see this why they're suing okay they're suing the competitive enterprise institute and the consumer advocates of spoke free alternatives and ci employee gordon cummings today will file a lawsuit challenging a recent u.s department of transportation regulation that bans the use of electronic cigarettes on planes so they're suing over not being able to use electronic cigarettes on planes the lawsuit alleges that the DOT has no authority to issue such a ban and that the agency is legally, illegally rewriting congressional law. Congress never gave regulators the power to prohibit e-cigarette use abroad, uh, aboard aircraft. Okay, now, I understand why they're doing it. What they're saying is, is they have no right to ban the use of electronic cigarettes on planes. They, they just can't. They, 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 they were never given the power— to prohibit e-cigarettes on planes. They have no authority to do that. So I understand why they're doing that. They're saying, listen, you have no legal authority to ban e-cigarette use on planes. So they're suing them over it. I get that. But this is the problem, Dino. Tell me I'm wrong. This is the problem. When people who aren't as involved in vaping as we are, main just regular United States citizens, males, females, regular people out there see this, what they're going to see and what, what, what the first thought's going to be is I don't want these fuckers vaping on a plane. Oh, they want to make it so that people can use those fucking dumb e-cigarettes on planes. So I got to sit there with this idiot that blows clouds all over the place, blowing it in the fucking plane. That's what they're going to say. That's what they're going to say. They're not going to sit there and look at it. Oh, I get it because, you know, the government has no authority. They're not going to see that. I see it. Other people do. They're not going to see that. All they're going to see is, wow, these fuckers want are suing me because they want to let people vape on a fucking plane. And listen, I'm a vapor. I don't and I, I would want to send a fucking plane with some jerk off blown fucking clouds all over the fucking plane smelling as fucking disgusting Fruit Loops fucking vape. And that's what people are going to think. They're going to think, wow. They want to allow people to, 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 to vape on a fucking plane, and they're going to think that's insane. That's what people are going to see. Am I wrong, Dino? That's what people are going to see. I agree with you. Yes. So, I, you know, I, I get why they're doing it, but, man, I think that looks bad <laughs> to the majority <laughs> of Americans who don't understand that and just think that we want to be able to vape on planes. I vape, but I would never vape on a plane. I wouldn't sit there and blow fucking vape all around a plane. I mean, you're in this little fucking tin can. You, there, there's no, you can't open windows. It's, yeah.
1: I don't know. I remember smoking on a plane.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Back in the 70s. Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: But I mean, I don't know. I just, I just think it's going to look bad. I mean, I get why they're doing it. I know they would say, listen, they can't, that's, they just can't make up laws. And I, yeah, I get that, but oh, how's that going to make us look? I mean, the media could spin this and say, oh, vapors want to vape on planes now. They're suing because they want to be able to vape on planes. Oh, no, I don't want to vape on a plane. (laughs) I'm not one of those people. (laughs) Please, I'm not one of those people. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I found that interesting. So I get it, but I don't know. We'll see what happens with it. I just don't, th- I mean, I- I'll tell you, if my mother saw this, she'd be like, oh, you guys want to vape on a plane night? You don't think that's wrong to, to be using that in front of people that don't smoke or use e cigarettes I could just see it.
1: My father still thinks I'm vaping antifreeze. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, show him the Royal College of Physicians report. He can't argue he's that. The
1: one who, he's the one who uh, brought that to my attention because he reads the Times every day.
0: Yeah. Well, he's got to read the New York Post because the times hates e cigarettes No wonder is like e-cigarettes. The uh, New York Times hates e-cigarettes. So if he follows everything the New York Times says, you're doomed. He's never going <laughs> <laughs> He's never going to think Richard doing is good. Oh boy. Okay. Here's something else that I saw that was interesting. There's this magazine called Vape. You ever see Vape magazine? I see it because we get it at the store. I don't know anybody on the planet who would subscribe to this thing. I don't know if people do. I know they send it to vape shops. I see it because I get it at the vape shop. We get copies every month. I never subscribe to this thing. I guess they just send it to vape shops. But anyway, this vape magazine, this guy wrote an article. His name is Tony Manelli. Tony Manelli. Anyway, the title of the uh, uh, thing was A Sociological Response. Is there a vaping documentary curse? And pretty much what he's saying in this is apparently he's making a documentary called Who Are the Vapers," And he's been on social media trying to get, you know, he wants money to, to, to you know, finance it, to get it going. And it's not really happening. And he doesn't understand why like people aren't embracing this and jumping on it and donating money and all excited about it.
1: And they're gonna fuck so (laughs)
0: much. That's what he says in this article. That he came across the whole We Are Vapors thing. And he saw what happened with We Are Vapors. So I think he's kinda coming to the conclusion that, you know. Well, this i don't. This is why this isn't working because people, I mean, were people that damaged over this We Are Vapors thing that nobody else can come out now and do a documentary and, and raise money from the community and make it happen? Uh, yeah. Sure they
1: could, but they got to pay for it themselves. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah. As, as I was just going to say that. You got to pay for it yourself. They're not going to do it again. It happened once. There was the We Are Vapors. Over 22 grand was raised. It's gone. Fucking gone. There's no documentary. It's never going to happen. The money's gone. And, yeah, people aren't aren't going to fall for that again. <laughs> it's not
1: going to happen. <laughs> that scam has been played out. Yeah. <laughs>
0: you are Who Are the Vapors? You better get the money yourself because this is not going to fucking happen. Yes. Yeah, Link,
1: Link Williams was the originator. Yeah. <laughs> the innovator.
0: Yep. He created that. So, yeah, that's done. You can do a documentary. You can do your, your Who Are the Vapors documentary. You just got to get the money yourself. <laughs> you know, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to fucking happen. Sorry. But, yeah, I found that interesting. That I had to write a whole article to figure that out. You could just asked me. I would have given you the answer. Yes. So, yeah, who knows what's going to happen with that documentary. Like, we need another documentary. We already have a documentary being made. How many fucking documentaries do we do we have to have being
1: made? Christ Just saves. one to get finished. Yeah. We're <laughs> just waiting for one.
0: I that's all, we, that's all we need
1: is one. We don't, you know.
0: I'm waiting for one documentary. And not just I mean one to be done with say, okay, you can watch it and I can actually watch it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care if it's online. Yeah. On you know T- what I
1: saw out of We Are Vapors? I saw a video clip of Monkey in Italy. That was it.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: That's it. That's the only thing I saw. <laughs> so what did you guys pay for?
0: I don't know. Like
1: to go to Italy and fucking see the see the coast.
0: Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what happened. Uh, it's it's just it yeah that yeah. money's gone it was just a big fucking clusterfuck and uh yeah
1: who's that who was the guy that made that box mod that uh that never came the one you were involved with too? uh jbox
0: oh uh 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 no it's uh oh what the fuck was uh um
1: he was on the vape yeah team. yeah yeah i know i know it's uh yeah him and link shared a villa in italy yeah <laughs>
0: What was the name of that box? And the guy from the fucking – somebody I know in the chat knows it Just say it. It's, it was, was it
1: J – it wasn't J-Box?
0: Was it J-Box? Maybe – yeah, maybe it was J-Box. I think it was J-Box. <laughs> Something like that, yeah.
1: They were on the Amalfi Coast. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just waiting for – Jason.
1: I, Jason was his name. Yes, his, Cisco, name, Cisco,
0: yes, uh, his name was Jason. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I'm just waiting to see a documentary. I mean I'm still waiting for the civilian lives too. I mean I I, I read something in a I think yesterday where they're doing a premiere in like New Zealand or so, in New Zealand or somewhere outside the country, J Box. That was uh-huh. it, J Box. Yes. What'd I
1: fucking say? What are you, deaf?
0: Yes, we were J Boxed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How do you say J Box in Italian? <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yes, we were at J-Box. So, yeah, yeah, I guess they're doing a premiere. Outside. I don't know. Why are they doing it outside the U.S.? I want to see something here. I want to see a documentary. For years and years, all these people, documentaries, documentaries. Where's a fucking documentary I can watch? I like to watch a vaping documentary. Please, somebody come out with it. Please, please, please. My God. So, yeah, it's not going to happen, buddy. Raise somebody yourself. It'll happen. Other than that, it's not going to happen. So uh, I did a show last week. I did my uh, steeping. I think it was a steeping show. I mentioned I was telling Dino this, this this week. I mentioned blue dot vapors. It was uh I don't know a one minute mention. So apparently this stirred all kinds of shit on fucking Esig Reddit. There's all these threads, <laughs> so, <laughs> all these threads going on. So uh. And I found all this because Blue Dot Vapors actually went on my page, on my show page, actually left a comment. In fact, before I bring up this, there's some guy that left a comment from Bosnia. Thank you. I appreciate that you listen. I don't know who you are. He listens to us from Bosnia. He says he loves the fucking show. You're awesome. I love that. Thank you. Anyway, so this guy leaves a comment. He says, uh, hello, Kevin, unrelated to your podcast, but later pointed out when we did post pictures. So he put a Reddit link. To a couple of pictures where they're making the e liquid. We would love to talk to you more in depth about running an e liquid company and why pre steeping everything isn't viable. Now then he left his email. Hope it he could help you. Now, listen, I saw the two pictures. If that's where they're making their e liquid, that's great. That's fantastic. Looks good to me. Have you seen the pictures, Dino? You know? Looks like a pretty <clears> fucking no good. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's definitely uh, a clean room. It's nice. So if that's where they're making their e-liquid, that's wonderful. Good for you. I'm glad you're doing it right. That's great to see that. And for the assholes on Reddit going, "Oh yeah, it's just Kevin talking out his ass again. Fuck you. What I said, dickheads, was I said, I hope that I'm just guessing by the price of their e-liquid that it's probably not being made in the best conditions. You know what? I hope I'm wrong. I hope they prove me wrong. That's what I said. So stop your, your Kevin said that it was, they were making it in a shed and he's talking out his ass. You fucking moron. Listen to what I say. That's not what I said, dummies. <laughs> I said, I hope they prove me wrong. I hope I'm wrong. They showed me pictures from the looks of those pictures. Hey, look like they proved me wrong. That's wonderful. I'm glad to see that eliquid's being made in good conditions like that. That's wonderful. But as for the whole steeping thing, uh, I mean, really, uh, why pre steeping isn't, isn't vibe? Why? I, I don't, whatever. I'm not going to have the show talk about it. That's stupid. You let it sit. How do you say to me that, that it's not viable? Let it sit. Bottle it and let it sit. How is pre-steeping everything not viable? I don't understand that. Am I wrong here, Dino? Let it sit. We can steep it. You have the customer steep it. And it still doesn't explain why you're charging extra money for steep e-liquid. I mean, the only thing I can imagine them saying is, well, it takes up space. So? Then that's part of the process of making e-liquid. You need the extra. So
1: somebody's got to sp- uh, pay the Storage USA bill.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I, I just, I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand how that's not viable. Obviously, you're able to. Obviously, they can steep the e-liquid because they sell e-liquid that's already steeped for more money. So instead of charging your customers more money for the steeped e-liquid, make that part of your process and. Charge the price you've been charging. Don't charge them extra, and fucking say our e-liquid already comes steeped. So obviously it can be done. I don't understand how you're saying it's not viable. It's ridiculous. Let it sit.
1: No, it's probably nobody's buying steeped e-liquid. I guess yeah, because it costs more money.
0: Well, that's just ridiculous. Fucking let it uh, make that part of the process. All juice companies should be steeping their e-liquid before they sell it, not charging extra money for it. But anyway, thank you for the pictures. That's very nice. I'm glad you did that. Glad to see that there is a company out there that's actually doing it right, and it looks like they have a really nice clean room. So good for you. Blue. Who is it? Blue Dot Vapors. Blue Dot. But I just don't think having you on is really much fun. I, I, I <laughs> Unless I, I, you're going to explain you, to me the steeping thing.
1: There was an article that uh, I sent you a few weeks ago about, uh, oh, damn. It was about you know about the bad shit, uh, how vapors are being perceived. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you remember uh, me sending you that, but there was a quote in um, in that article that I sent you. It said, look at the liquid that I manufacture in my garage and market specifically to get attention on intellectual property attorneys so they can sue me and take my parents' house away. Do you remember that article?
0: No, I do not remember that article.
1: Oh, uh, All right, I got a find it. I wanted to, I wanted you to talk about it, but I guess I'll we'll do it next week.
0: Yeah, we'll do it next week. Uh, send it to me, cause I would remember that. I definitely don't remember that article.
1: Yeah.
0: I remember some guy on Reddit this week put some thread about uh, he's a cloud chaser and he's he's all upset that people are hating on cloud chasers. And one of the comments was something to the effect of, "Well, um, I didn't hate cloud chasers before, but after reading this, I do now." <laughs> i love that (laughs) he goes after reading this i guess i do now (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) oh i love that oh i love that dumb fucking reddit i go on that stupid reddit yeah they're all i
1: still can't figure that fucking
0: thing (laughs) well then there was like a thread where some other jews guy put up his his pictures of his clean room, but then Blue Dot Vapors took it down. And then there's another thread where they're arguing about that. It's just, it's just one big fucking uh, fucking fuck fest argument. I mean, it's just all kinds of shit going on in that desigrated. I, I find it. I find it interesting. I don't know why, but I do go on there and I find it interesting. I never post on there. Like hardly. I've maybe posted three or four times in my life on that thing, but I definitely find it interesting. I do. I find this whole vaping thing interesting. I find vape celebrities interesting. I find the whole fucking thing interesting. You know.
1: It's uh, a fucking comedy show. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking comedy show. Dito's exactly
0: getting, getting fucking angry messages. I, oh,
1: I forget comment. about it. I got messages. This Actually, I got a message. I posted a message that I got two weeks ago. I thought it came the other day, but it actually came, it was from the Vaping Legion guys. Oh, okay. Uh, but it was pretty intense. <laughs> it was pretty intense. I posted it up on my Facebook. Oh. Guy told me I look like a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, you, some of you people have to fucking relax. It's so, ups- and I don't get them a lot anymore. I do get them sometimes. Sometimes I get. I still get these emails. It's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? you have a fucking sense of humor i mean what the fuck is wrong with you you know i i I,
1: people are way too serious no question about it
0: they are a lot of people and 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 then uh, most of them most of them are they get mad at something i said or something you said then don't fucking listen yeah don't listen they keep on listening and get more and more mad well this week you said we fucking idiot don't listen to me <laughs>
1: <laughs> then you won't be mad.
0: There's stuff I don't like that certain people say. I just don't listen. That's
1: they can't it. help themselves.
0: I, I, That's what it is. I, it's they insane. can't help themselves. It's insane. But I do. I, I find the whole thing very entertaining. You know, I was talking to Dito about this earlier. I think it's time. Again, I was listening to podcasts this week. I'm trying to find a podcast that I like. I know people listen. I do a podcast. I, lo- I can't find a podcast out there that's entertaining, something that I like, something that I want to listen to. Listen I, to the replay. I, yeah. <laughs> it's the <only> one. <laughs> I mean, I, I listen to some of these podcasts. They literally have hundreds of thousands of listens, millions of
1: followers,
0: and I don't get it. I don't fucking under what what is
1: a podcast just audio or can that be video as well? It,
0: it can be. I mean, you know, really, it's just it should be just audio. But there's some people that do podcasts and their video as well. I mean, I, I can't find a, a, a I just can't find any podcast entertaining at all. This I, not,
1: I, I go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: This, I, I, wanna... I just, I just got plays real quick. Before you say that I was going to play 30 seconds of this. This podcast, this guy has millions, not a million, millions of followers, like 20-something million followers, gets millions of listens. Listen to this. Hey guys, welcome to the Broken Podcast. I'm Simitose Ken. And I'm PewDiePie. What what about that face over there? This gets millions of listens. I was going to trim it and then, yeah. It just fell out. Yeah, it just fell out. It's like, no, if you're going to take half of me, you're taking all of me. <laughs> it's like that video you did when you shaved your beer. And it was you, like blood and everything. Just blood everywhere. You guys are retarded. I don't, what do what people find in that? And it just goes on like that for an hour. Oh, podcasts are terrible.
1: But- I was watching a podcast two weeks ago. And it was just two guys sitting in their chairs talking about, I don't know, some vape drama bullshit. And while one of them was this big guy bearded with the flat brim hat and he's eating <laughs> McDonald's in the chair while he's doing the podcast. It was the funniest fucking thing. Stuff in his fat fucking face while he's doing the podcast.
0: And, you know, I'm not even looking at vaping podcasts. Forget it. I can't find it. I, I'm looking at like general podcast about just anything, you know, like uh, even if it's about, I don't know, cars or fucking Stuff going on in the world or news or entertainment, you know, something fun. I'm trying to find any. I cannot find a fucking podcast that is good or entertaining, and I'm coming across ones that are getting millions of of, of followers and hundreds of thousands of listens. I'm like, what the fuck? It's terrible. It's absolutely fucking terrible. I'll tell you, the world needs a better podcast. They need a good podcast, Dino. It is time for Dino and I to expand. We've been doing this vaping podcast. We're still going to do it, but you know what? It's time for us to grow. It's time for us to grow and start doing a podcast that everybody can relate to, everybody can listen to, everybody can enjoy. Hang on. I got to stop that. For example, I saw this thing this week, okay? For anybody that's into gaming, anybody who's into like there's, you know, there's people that sit on this fucking Twitch and people watch them play games and they get paid money. Mean, there's
1: people watching yeah. people play video games, They play
0: games. video games. Now, you have girls on there and they dress real skimpy and they sit there and play video games. I highly doubt all these guys are sitting there watching them because they're watching the video game, They're watching these girls, but whatever. But you have guys on there, too, that sit there and they play video games and people watch them and these people <laughs> make money. They get paid to sit there and play video games, and people sit there all day and all night. They spend their lives watching them play video games. It's the most insane thing ever. So anyway, I saw this article. There's this girl apparently, Legendary Leah, and this was in the news. This actually made the sun. It made the mirror. Legendary Leah banned from Twitch for 30 days for flashing vagina. Apparently, and I saw the video, she was standing up, and when she stood up, I guess they figured you saw her vagina, so they banned her for 30 days. I mean, this girl has got hundreds of thousands of followers. It's crazy. She's, like, huge in this gaming world. There's this other and, – and then in reading this article, there is this other guy. Now, listen to this. Deal. Actually, I actually have audio of this. I'm going to play it. This happened a few weeks ago. There's this guy called Gro- <laughs> Gross Gore. That's his name. Uh, and this was in the news, too. Gross Gore on Suicide Watch after getting permabanned from Twitch. So he's another one of these guys that plays video games. And he I don't know, he did something in Twitch banned him. Banned him permanently. He can't he can't go on Twitch anymore. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> he would not Sounds on, like when somebody gets banned from a Facebook. <laughs> <game>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. So
0: he went on Facebook. He, I didn't play this is not the whole audio. This is a portion of it. But here's a portion of the audio that he put on Facebook. I think he put this on uh um, just a few weeks ago. It's over. My life is over. Everything I planned, everything. I have to go back to fuck. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's over. Okay? It's over, lads. It's seriously over. It's like
1: fucked up badly. And I've got on my fucking knees. And I started crying to the guy on a scalp call. And it wasn't good enough. I said, God, fuck, please. Give me another fucking chance. Just give me another chance. <laughs> I fucking swear to God I'll change. I swear my fucking soul. I swear on me, I will fucking change. I swear my soul. And guess what? He didn't want to give me another chance. He didn't want to. He didn't want to because he decided he didn't want to because I wasn't good enough because he doesn't want me. I'm not good
0: enough, guys. That's it. It's over. I'm out. I'm finished. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life and I don't want to live. That's it. That's how I feel. That's why I, I wake up every day and I fucking stream. And that's all I want to do every fucking day. And now it's been stripped from me. And that's it. And there's no outs. There's nothing else. I don't want to stream on another website. So I am a shitty website. And no one's going to want to watch me, guys. <laughs> well, I can't be able to fucking live. No, it's over. It's finished. I fucked up. It's over. Can <laughs> you get it? <laughs> wow. His life is over because he can't stream on Twitch.
1: That is fucked.
0: Uh, it's crazy. And of course, now he I he just posted yesterday like, Oh, I'm looking at another place to stream a guy's fine. Listen. It it's it's so ridiculous. His <laughs> life's over. Because he can't play video games. But anyway, I find these people fascinating. I want to interview Girl Score. I want to interview Legendary Leah. I want to interview the, the review that Dino watched the guy uh, doing the fucking uh, razors, uh, the shaving reviews. I, I I want to interview these YouTube people. You have a lot of these people on YouTube that do these different videos. Again, we have this little vaping community, Right. But hang on. But there's uh, like other there's all kinds of YouTube reviewers for all kinds of products. You have people that have Instagrams. You have people that with millions of followers. Twitters with millions of followers. They have Facebooks with millions of followers. You have bloggers that have millions of readers. I want to interview these bloggers. I want Dito and I to interview Internet famous people. There is a whole world of internet famous people that I find fucking fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. And I wanna do a show where Dido and I, every week, find one of these people and we interview them. I wanna to talk to this the, the, this gross gore. I'd love to, I mean, he's he's got his head straight, it seems like now after that whole madness, but I, I I've gotta get inside their heads and understand their thinking. I find it fascinating.
1: Absolutely. We could get the listeners to, to send us suggestions. Yes,
0: exactly. I want listeners. Send me suggestions. I also need somebody to help. We need a person to help us. Are you going to get paid? Fuck no. You're not going to get paid shit. <laughs> but you know what? You're going to help us create history. You're going to help us make this podcast, ah, podcast happen. It's going to happen. We're going to do this. We want your suggestions of who you want to see uh, interviewed out there. The world needs this pod. The internet, fuck the world. The internet needs this podcast, and Dino and I are going to make it happen. Kevin at VPLiveNetwork.com, email me. Help us make this happen. This is needed. The internet world needs this podcast, and Dino and I are going to fucking make it happen. That's it, Dino. Is that
1: music from Django?
0: what <laughs> that from Django? actually that is well it was in there yes but that was uh from uh a very old movie from back in the uh a long time ago but yes so we're gonna make it happen cabinet vp live i need i seriously need somebody to help me do this and we need suggestions if you uh have a youtube person out there that you like uh that's uh maybe does i don't know car reviews or fucking uh Cooking or whatever the fuck it is, I want to know. I want to know who they are. I'm telling you, this is going to be great. I can't wait to interview these people. I'm so <laughs> excited. <laughs> I want legendary Leon. I want all these crazy people on. I I I I, 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 I want to have like also like have people on that like sit there and watch these people play video games all day. I don't get it. How do you sit there and watch people play video games all day? How is that entertaining in any way? I. I I, I don't know. I don't get it. In fact, you know what I'm going to have on for that? I'm going to have uh, Adrienne Curry on for that. Adrienne Curry is a part of that whole thing where they play the video games and people watch her. And then she has a boyfriend and they watch him. I'll have her on. I'll ask her about that because I just don't get it. I don't get it. But anyway, that's that. That's that's where my mind is. That's what I want to do. And I'm going to make it happen. Dino and I are going to make it happen. Right, Dino? I'm with you, buddy. <laughs> it's gonna be great it's gonna be great i love it all right so i got legendary leah and her vagina i got gross gore with his i'm gonna kill myself i've got the (laughs) uh vaping thing i've got the uh, casal lawsuit the royal college of physicians greatest news ever and nobody gives a fuck toga you know i I don't really see vapors even giving a fuck i mean i see some uh, uh, activity on social media but you know most don't care you wanna know the big news in vaping? It should be this. It's not. The big news in vaping is is the fucking uh what's that tank that Matt came out with?
1: Oh, uh, I got it.
0: No, you got one? Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's the big news?
0: Well, the big news is is the notch coil sucks and to do a uh uh do Well, I I don't know about it. your notch <laughs> coil. My notch <laughs> coil's kicking ass. I mean, that's I, I was been reading on it. And a lot of people aren't happy with the notch coil. They're just doing like well, they, the they, notch s-
1: coil that came with the um What's the name of this tank again? The Whizmek. Uh, I, I forgot can't... the name of it. Theorem.
0: The theorem, theorem tank.
1: The theorem. Yes. The notch coil that came with the theorem, uh, didn't I? Didn't like it. It took too long to ramp up. Right. But I ordered these other uh, notch coils. I don't. I don't remember. Somebody posted a link on my Facebook page, and they they measured out to about 0. 0.2 ohms, and I put a single coil in the theorem, and it's working great. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, that's good. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, they're talking bolts. about the coil that came with it. What I'm reading, like, the notch coil no, that I came with it. I didn't like that. Yeah, I didn't it's like terrible, that And but they said that they're doing, you know, builds in them, and the flavor's phenomenal. They love the tank, but just with a, you know, a build it's instead nice. of the it's notch coil. It's a real coil. nice tank. Yeah.
1: All of my concerns uh, with the top cap are non-existent.
0: Right. It's yeah.
1: really, it's, it's nice setup. Yeah. And it's a piece of cake to build.
0: Yeah, yeah, they're saying that, too. It's a good tank. They're saying, great tank, very easy to build. Put a nice build in it Phenomenal flavor And it's a good tank They're just not They're not digging The notch coil That came with it But Dino has found a solution A better notch coil Which is good I
1: I imagine that You're gonna see This year These notch coils Are gonna They're gonna change You're gonna see All kinds of different Types of coils Coming out like that Yeah It'll evolve And it'll It'll evolve for the better
0: It will evolve for the better I agree
1: I absolutely agree Killing it. That's right. They're killing it. Killing
2: it. Killing it.
1: I love it. <laughs> I got a little bottom-feeding mech mod uh, from Italy. Yes. Oh, actually, no, from, from Spain. Yes. Called the Franken-skull.
0: Franken-skull.
1: Franken-skull. This thing is slick, tiny, and it works incredibly well. So simple. So simple. And Not ridiculously priced.
0: Yep. Have you tried the, uh, the uh, drip box, the Kanger drip box, or no?
1: The Kang, no. I didn't even no. bother with that. When I, when I heard it wasn't regulated, I didn't bother. Yeah. Uh, that fucking, what's that other one? The Play-Doh?
0: Play-Doh, that yes.
1: Thing, that, thing is, that thing is awesome. Yes. Did yes. you get those 1.2-ohm coils yet?
0: Uh, no, not yet.
1: Got to try those. They're great.
0: Yes, I'm going to try the 1.2s. I like the 1.8, so not bad.
1: Yeah, they were a little too tight for me.
0: They are they are tight, but very flavorful. Very flavorful. It's very impressed. Very, very impressed. Okay, well, I got to start this interview because it's fucking almost two hours long, and I only have two hours left on Mixler, so... alrighty. righty. Uh, the star now has to depart, and we will talk to you soon. All right, buddy. And get ready because... We're, we're, we're switching the, we're switching the pot, the podcast game up. We're going to turn ready. it upside down. We're going to kill I'm, it. Uh, we're going to kill it. I'm telling you, people are going to fucking, killing they're going to hear this podcast. They're going to hear what we're doing. They're going to be like, Oh my fucking God, this is amazing. It's going to be awesome. I love it. I can't wait. Killing it. That's right. Fucking killing it. All right, man. I'll talk to All
1: you right, later. So long.
0: Okay. There goes the star. There goes Dino. All right, like I said this week, I did an interview with Mr. David Dorn, the wonderful David Dorn. I'm going to play that right now. Here, where are we? Turn this down. All right, here we go. Okay, we are back. We are joined by the one, the only Mr. Hi-Fi Stud, Mr. Dorn, Dave Dorn. Hang on, Dave. I got to play your intro.
2: Dave, darling.
0: You're so money, supermarket. You are so money, supermarket. <laughs> How are
2: you, sir? I'm, I'm fine. I'm not wearing the high heels today, and my backside's nowhere near that yeah. big these days. So...
0: <laughs> You know, It's funny. It's nobody in the United States knows what the hell that is. I watch a lot of UK television because I have one of those XBMC boxes and uh, I'll watch ITV. I'll watch BBC. I'll watch there's Dave TV, Channel 5. I'll watch uh-huh. a lot of this stuff. So those commercials are constantly on uh, Money Supermarket. And yes. uh, yeah, it's a guy that's dressed and he has high heels on and he's dancing around and <laughs> they're good commercials.
2: Yeah, please, God, if anybody ever thought that was me, I would take myself outside and shoot myself. <laughs> yeah. But I'll I mean, tell don't you. Get I, me wrong, don't get me wrong. I'm not against wearing high heels. Right. I just, no, not in public.
0: Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and, you know, that the wonderful thing about watching uh, television on the U.K., at least what I notice, is, number one, the commercial breaks aren't as long as on American TV. I mean, commercials go on forever. Commercial yes. breaks aren't as long, so you get to watch more TV, which is nice. Uh-huh. And one of the most phenomenal things is there are no big pharmaceutical commercials here Northern. they are everywhere, everywhere, every fucking 60 seconds there's a big pharmaceutical commercial on. I was talking about this on my last show, Dave. Uh, this year, Big Pharmaceutical will spend $5 billion on advertising. Billion. What, what, are, what are they advertising? They advertise their drugs, the The uh, Humira, the, uh, um, the one that gives you a heart on. I can't think of the name of it. Uh, oh, Viagra. Yeah, Viagra, um, just various drugs. I mean, it's just drug commercials where, where they, they advertise the drug. They have to, by law, say what the side effects are. So they pretty much tell you what the <laughs> drug is and then go on for 30 seconds about all the side effects could cause, you know, death could cause, suicide could cause, uh, diarrhea, blah, 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 this and that. And it's just crazy. They are, Our TV is flooded with big pharmaceutical ads. And like I was saying last week, the scary thing is that it's so much i would say that the advertising budgets of the big networks nbc cnn fox news all these guys i would say over half of their money that they receive from advertising is from big pharmaceutical therefore you will never hear a bad story about big pharmaceutical about any sort of drugs Um, Jan was mentioning last week that, you know, people are picketing the CDC right now because of uh, the whole vax documentary that that came out and they're upset about vaccines. Not a single news story about it. God forbid they do a bad news story about anything involving big pharmaceutical. And the crazy thing, I saw this on Twitter this week. This right here is absolutely nuts. I don't know if you read this, Dave. It is former FDA commissioner charged in RICO lawsuit. Did you Uh see this? Dr. Margaret Hamburg. Remember Dr. Margaret Hamburg? Oh, yes. Well, listen to this. Where's my notes? Here they are. Okay. Dr. Margaret, a federal lawsuit charges Dr. Margaret Hamburg, former commissioner of the Food and Drug Administration, with conspiracy, racketeering, and colluding to conceal deadly drug dangers. Couldn't happen
2: to a nicer person. I'm
0: telling you. Now, this is insane. Pretty much what was happening was... Uh, well, this is how it starts, okay? and This is how our, our, our political system works. It's just disgusting. So Margaret Hamburg and her husband, years ago, started uh, donating money to Hillary Clinton's campaign. Right. So they were giving her money, giving her money, giving her money. I think they like gave over, I don't know, a half million dollars in money. So what happened was uh, Hillary Clinton, at that point, recommended that Margaret Hamburg become the commissioner of the FDA. Then Mm -hmm. what and her husband started doing was they started donating money to uh, uh, Obama, to his campaign. So between all the money they gave to Hillary Clinton and all the money they gave to Obama, all of a sudden, Obama appoints Margaret Hamburg, the commissioner of the FDA. So now she's commissioner of the FDA. And what happened was uh, her husband o- had owned stock in these drugs. Let me see. Where's her husband? Okay. Uh, super yes. ba- 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 ba. Okay. So her husband uh, owned this company. It was called, uh, let me find the name of it. This is also fascinating. I can't believe this is not all over the news. Uh, her company owned this uh, where's the name of her husband's company? Contributor Hillary Clinton, bah, 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 bah. Hang on, let me find it. I gotta find it. I can't find uh, anyway, anyway, her husband yeah, her husband owned a company, okay, and he owned stock. He owned stock in these drugs. Okay. Yes. One of the drugs that he owned stock in was Leviquin. Now, apparently what was happening was people were dying from taking this leviquin. Uh-huh. and and tens of thousands of people were, I mean, they, people were getting diseases, people were dying. This drug was fucking people up and it was being reported to Dr. Hamburg. But she wasn't doing anything. Now, here's her husband, Peter Brown. Her husband's name is Peter Brown. He's an executive in hedge fund Renaissance Technologies. So Renaissance Technologies owns stock in this Levaquin drug. Yes. So what happened was uh, like the first year before she became commissioner, I, he made like, I don't know, $10, $10 million a guy made. Once she became commissioner, he was making 125 million dollars the next year he made. Year after that, he made 90 million. She kept the drug on the market because her husband owned stock in it, and he was making money off it. God forbid they' take the drug off the market. So she ignored no. all, It's crazy, right? She ignored all these people dying and getting sick so her husband could fucking make money.
2: Oh, it was obviously only coincidental. I mean, they couldn't have done that on purpose, surely. (laughs) Oh, no, there's more. Oh,
0: absolutely. And then there was another drug she approved, some uh, uh, painkiller that everybody said she should not approve this drug, how dangerous it is. She approved it anyway, because, again, her Uh husband owned stock in the drug. And then... There was, uh, I believe there was a drug that they created to get people out, uh, the Zoganex. Then they created some sort of drug to get people off the Zoganex because they were all fucked up on that. And her husband had stock in that too. <laughs>
2: I mean, it's just a mess. So That's that's what's known as backing all of the horses in the race and getting good odds on all of them.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, so now finally, thank God, this woman's been charged, with ra- her and her husband both, uh, with racketeering, uh, collusion. Uh, uh, they're being sued for 800. I think it's 860 million dollars or something like that. These two should be in prison. They should be in prison and I and, and I hope uh, I hope that Hillary Clinton and uh, our president Obama something happens to them as well because this is fucked up. This is a perfect example of how you can just pay off politicians. she gets mm-hmm. this position and then she clearly abused her position to make hundreds of millions of dollars and these people were dying, getting sick. She didn't care. She didn't care as long as she was getting that money. This is what happens in the United States. Does this happen over there? Because <laughs> no. this
2: happens well, here. Yeah, I'm saying no. No, it, it one, we don't have any advertising of, of uh, what we would call prescription drugs. Um, and, and at the moment, you know, the likes of Viagra and Cialis Um, are prescription drugs, so they're not advertised on the telly. I mean, everybody knows that Viagra exists because of um, the jokes and what have you that you you hear in various television programs, but there's no advertising for them. So no matter how big a pharmaceutical company is or how small it is, it it can't advertise its prescription drugs on UK TV. They can advertise over-the-counter drugs, things like aspirin, Uh, Ibuprofen, that sort of thing. Sticky plasters, even. Um, But again, there are very, very strict rules about what they can and can't say. So, for instance, um, you couldn't have, I don't know, JLo or somebody like that advertising sticking plasters or ibuprofen or anything. You can't use a celebrity to endorse anything to do with pharmaceutical products. So it's it's a very, very different kind of market over here um, because there's not that element of competition. Instead, what they do is they send their representatives around the place visiting doctors a lot. And the doctors that have got the most clout, uh, the ones that, that, that have the biggest audience in and amongst their peers, they would be the ones that get invited to go and speak at conferences for 10 minutes. And they do their 10-minute speech, but they'll be flown somewhere like the Bahamas or Cuba or somewhere exotic, Honolulu, Hawaii, you know what I'm saying. Right. Uh, Thousands thousands of miles away to something very, very warm in a five-star or better hotel. Um, All of their expenses are seen too, and they're flown out first class and so on and so forth. And they are paid a per diem because they're speaking. Therefore, they've got to have some kind of per diem to allow them to exist while they're at this conference, which may be going on for a week. And once they've spoken their 10 minutes, they don't have to attend any other sessions. And that apparently, coincidentally, seems to get these doctors kind of on side with what the pharmaceutical companies want. Um... And, and I know it sounds a little bit conspiracy theory, but that's what happens and that's why pharmaceutical companies keep on being fined in the EU and in China and various other places because it's graft, it's corruption, it's disgusting and it shouldn't happen. Right. If it was up to me, and bear in mind I'm fairly right wing, if it was up to me, all pharmaceutical companies everywhere on the planet would be nationalized. They would be taken into government ownership and they would be made not-for-profit industries. Right. Bottom line, end
0: of. Right, I agree. I absolutely agree. I mean, this is, just reading this is so frightening. They say right here, uh, there could be as many as 5,000 deaths. 5,000 deaths from this Leviquin. She did nothing. Did absolutely nothing. And, and the greed of this just shocks me. Okay, so the first year they made $120 million. That's not Hmm. enough? Apparently that wasn't enough. They went on and on and on. I mean, holy Christ, $120 million. Most
2: most sane people would look at that, and even after you'd paid tax on it, at whatever rate your income tax is, in whichever country you are in the world, people would make that amount of money over a period of a year, and then... Well, if, if it was me, it would be a case of right, not working anymore. Got all the money I need. Put my feet up. I'm going to go and buy another bike. Let's have three Rolls Royces, a bloody great big fuck off house, and yeah, that would be me. Done. Yeah. Why? Why? You know? Why go any further? I know. There's no an, need.
0: It's insane. It goes on and on and on. And what's shocking to me about this is, you know, last uh, we we're we're seeking a president right now in the United States. We're looking for a president. All of the nominees are jokes. Um, Donald Trump is winning. I mean, the whole world has to be laughing at us. But yeah, it's true. Donald Trump is actually could possibly be the president of the United States, which is scary. Yeah, um,
2: that, that that is apparently the case. Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
0: I mean, I mean, listen. Okay, before I get to this, okay, you're. I mean, do you look at this being from uh, the UK? Do you look at us and think like, how the fuck is that possible? Like, are Americans fucking stupid? There, Donald no, Trump could no, really I mean, be president. Look-
2: I, again, I think if if you're in anything remotely resembling a democracy anywhere in the world, you get the government and the leadership you deserve by what you've vote in. Um, and that's you know if if he's got a lot of support, given some of the stuff he's come out with, then there's obviously a lot of people think the same way as him in the country. and if he wins, then there's obviously a majority of people who are voting who feel the same way he does and it doesn't matter who gets in that's exactly you know that's what it's always going to be Um, the the test of it all will be in his first uh, period as president if he does what he has promised to do and that will judge whether he gets his second term or not that's assuming he gets in, of course, but that that should, in theory, apply to every president in the States. If they don't do what they say they're going to do, at least you can get shot of them after, what is it, four years, isn't it?
0: Yeah, but they, they never do what they say they're going to do. You know, if they, you if you watch a president, you, you got to go on YouTube, Dave, and watch one of these debates, these presidential debates. All oh, they I are, yeah, I mean, the, all they are is the people <laughs> asking them questions and the candidates not answering them. And just giving some like dance around fucking ridiculous answer, not even answering the question and people applauding them. I, it's, it's like what? They're not answering any questions. Why, why are they say, wait, you didn't answer the question. I mean, that's all it is. They ask a question. <laughs> they never answer it. They give some bullshit response. Everybody goes, yeah, that's great.
2: I, yeah, that's what politics is all about, though, isn't it?
0: Oh, it's that's scary. It does that happen there too? Because it happens here. I mean, I.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, look, we've we've got. I, I would venture to suggest some of the best television interviewers in the world. People that have are old hands at this, and they're like a dogged broth, to coin a northeastern phrase. Um, and you'll get somebody like Jeremy Paxman interviewing whoever it happens to be, and you know he's done his research, and he'll say, now, isn't it true to say that? whatever it happens to be, blah, 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 blah. And you'll see the politicians over here doing their best not to answer the question or reframe it so that they can answer it, but answer it with a non-answer. Yeah. So, yes, that's, that's part of the political training worldwide. We, look, let's face it, over the last six years, seven years, we've heard this with e all the time. Whenever you bring it up with politicians, they'll always come out with the weasel words and they won't actually be completely positive or completely negative. They'll always be caveats and perhapses and mays and coulds and mights. Never will, won't. And that's really the kind of stuff that I think everybody deserves from a politician. Not, I might make sure that e-cigs could be available in probably every convenience store in potentially the whole of the United States. What you want to hear is, I will make sure that e-cigs are available to everybody as and when they want them. That's, That's the kind of phrase you want. But they'll never say that and they'll never say that because they know they can't deliver on a promise like that without they've got a lot of support from other people. And there's none of them really knows how much support they've got from other politicians in, in, in either their parties or their spheres or even their uh, legislative houses. Um, and, and it's the, all the backroom stuff that goes on. So you never get a straight answer out of them. One to one with an MP over here. I mean, my member of parliament here isn't isn't she's not a bad kid. Um, she seems very young. I've got to say, being that I'm now 193. (laughs) um, But she's very, very much science-based because that's kind of what she studied at uh, at university. She is a scientist. So when you give her scientific information, she digests that and comes back and she understands what's going on. And She's been quite straight. But getting a straight answer out of the likes of Jane Ellison they think they're being straight i think most of the time but they're just giving this answer that might be taken two ways but it's never going to be an absolute it's always going to be a potentially probably possibly might may could can never a will never a won't you'll never get a will or a won't right never
0: and you know what's interesting here is the presidential candidates None of them. None of them will address electronic cigarettes. I know they've all been asked. I know Safada uh, months ago sent letters to all of them asking uh, uh, their opinion on electronic cigarettes. Where do they stand on vaping electronic cigarettes? Mm -hmm. None of them will even mention it. Not a mention for many of them. Uh, I think a big part of that has to do with I think they're smart enough all to understand that a lot of people, I think they think a lot of people use these things, so we don't want to say the wrong thing. We don't want to say that we're mm-hmm. for them because then we're going to piss off all the people that are against them. And we don't want to uh-huh. say, you know, we're against them because there's a lot of people using these things. We don't want to do that either. So I think they're just taking the let's not even address it, discuss it or talk about it. They won't even mention it. They, and- they,
2: they probably won't have been briefed and they need to be briefed by the people that they trust. To gather all of their information and decide their policies for them, and sometimes those policies are decided by crisp green folding stuff.
0: Yeah, right. You know
2: that you can use to buy things. Right. Um, so quite often um, policies could be decided that way, but certainly in in my experience, at any rate. Um, when you start getting up to leadership it's very rare that you're gonna get either positive or completely negative statements out of them and it, I must admit it came as quite a shock to me when David Cameron was asked directly about e in Parliament and came back with a wholly positive spiel um, and basically said from what I can see these are a good thing and I think we ought to make sure everybody can get them if they want them paraphrasing what he said um and i'm sitting there going did he just say that right did 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 he just say that and it's and yes he did and i i, I looped it and just kept listening to it and I thought okay that's sorted of that one out then um because you just don't normally get that level of positivity unless you're talking about kind of a disaster scenario where it's fairly bloody obvious you know when new orleans was under however many feet of water it was, and, and, you know, half of it was kind of destroyed, then yes, you get positive, absolutist statements. Yes, we will sort this out. Yes, we will send however many millions needed. We will send the National Guard. We'll send everybody we can to put this right. That's the time when you get them. But when you've got something contentious like ASICs, where... the the big mouths that have made their names in in public health and and what have you years and years ago with stuff that's completely unrelated um when you've got those opposing they've kind of got that that stature that clout um and they kind of go well you know that fat fella glance he was right about the heart thing and you know they gave him an honorary doctorate because he was right about the heart thing so he he could quite probably be right about this so we don't really want to upset him just in case he's right and Michael Segal's wrong and who is Michael Segal anyway has anybody ever heard of him Uh, you know that's what will be going through their heads it's a case of who gets the most column inches who gets the most minutes and hours on the television the ones with the loudest voices are the ones that are heard loudest Um, and that's the greatest shame Um, I don't think it's uh, necessarily malicious on behalf of the politicians. I think it's the one time when you can hear the phrase, we just don't know, and if they're saying it, it's probably true. They just don't know what to think about ASICs because they don't know who's telling them the truth. And that might speak to their levels of intelligence. I leave you to judge that.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I understand what you're saying. It just it, it, and you know what? There's something else I don't understand either. I know you have anti-groups over there. We have anti-groups here that just flat-out lie. They lie. Yes. They flat-out lie. Why, yes. aren't, why aren't we suing them? Why isn't somebody suing them? Um,
2: interestingly, I'm not sure that we can over here in the UK. I'm pretty sure you can over there in the US. Yes. Um, and and yeah, I don't get. I really don't get, given the litigation that goes on there, why some of the bigger ASIC companies um, in in the United States haven't put together a class action. Indeed,
0: absolutely, I had heard that one was underway. Well, I hope so. There should be some sort of class, a- class action. It would certainly stop them. It would certainly stop <laughs> them because they just ballface lie. I mean, it's not even like they're. It's not even like a half truth. They just lie. <laughs> We're yes. just sitting there well, complaining about it Well stop complaining about it Fucking get a class, sue him, take him to court That'll certainly well, shut I mean, the fuck up
2: Well it would, it, you would certainly think that I mean I'll, I'll put my cards on the table Because you've known this for quite a while I've been goading Glantz, Trying to get him to sue me So I could get him in court Yes. And he won't bite It's Possibly because he knows I want him to sue me so i can get him in court i'm pretty sure that finding the money to uh, get him in court and prove him to be a liar would be forthcoming from all over the place uh, i don't think we'd have any difficulty in raising that and i think he's fully aware of that and he would not submit to being cross-examined by people who have all of the facts as we know them in front of them now uh, because let's face it there are some very Very clever people that we could call to testify on my behalf, on our behalf, um, that would make uh, Stanton Glantz look like the gibbering, lying, charlatan idiot that he is. I hope he hears that and sues me for that.
0: He hasn't hasn't blocked you yet? He hasn't blocked you from his Twitter?
2: Years ago. Years ago. (laughs) years ago i've been i've been blocked by glance for five years now
0: you know it's almost like he's he blocked me a couple years ago and i've never once at that point i never tweeted anything to him it's like he seeked me out and found me and just blocked me i'm like what
2: the no, fu- no, no 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 he's one of the curators of the list
0: oh yeah there it? is a block
2: there is a block list it's been confirmed Simon Chapman confirmed it. There is a block list of (laughs) vapors. There's
1: a block list?
2: Seriously. Apparently, there is a website, I don't know what it's called, where you can keep your block list, and as you block somebody, it gets added to that list, and you can join other Twitter users to use that block list. And as people get some level of prominence and they start to be tweeted by vapors then one or other of the curators of the list will invite them to join the list so that they too can block everybody that knows what they're talking about so that they're left in their own little echo chamber talking (laughs) backwards and forwards between (laughs) themselves
0: I do have to say though when it comes to social media vapors have been wonderful i mean i saw a tweet uh i think it was last month it was some reality celebrity that hardly anybody knows but he had tweeted about i'm just going to keep on smoking because i heard those e-cigarettes are just as bad as cigarettes yes. boy did he get jumped by vapors and he, <laughs> he was like oh yes, my gosh yes. yeah it, it is amazing how vapors come out of the woodwork they find this stuff and oh my god and and it's i i could tell you the media here realizes that the media has calmed down on these bad e-cigarette stories because they know the barrage of social media they're going to get if they do it's worked. yes it really has i don't know about over there but over here it is definitely working
2: well over here we've we've kind of gone a slightly different route um yes the social media stuff is there and yes people get piled on um but we've we've also started engaging with those who appear to be willing to engage. Um, and you discuss, and what' I've, what we've seen, I think over the last two years, maybe three, mm-hmm. we've seen a number of people who have considered the information and then have adopted that that old thing, you know, I change my opinion as the data and the facts change. Um, as they find all of the, the truth out, if you like, about e-cigs and, and they're exposed to the proper studies, for want of a better term, you suddenly discover people who have become very positive about e-cigs and are quite prepared to stick their necks out and say so. Um, in fact, I would I would enjoin people to keep an eye on Twitter over the next 24 hours uh, because there's going to be something coming out tomorrow which is currently under embargo so I cannot tell you what it is or where it's from Um, but I can say this and I'm just gonna read a little bit Um, where are we? Availability of e-cigarettes is unlikely to be a major factor in the recent decline in the number of smokers accessing stop smoking services which is more likely to have arisen from reductions in funding for anti-smoking media campaigns and smoking cessation services. That's just one snippet out of quite a long document. Um, As I say, I can't tell you what the document is, and I can't tell you where it's coming from, but keep your eyes peeled for that tomorrow. It's going to really open people's eyes. It's that important.
0: I, You know, but but the problem is, at least here in the United States, Dave, is anything that could be pro or positive about electronic cigarettes and vaping, the media is not going to cover it. They're not going to cover it. They don't want to cover that. They want to cover the guy who's standing in the fucking convenience store and his fucking battery vents in his pocket. They want to cover the video of the exploding e-cigarette they will not they refuse it's like almost they refuse to cover any sort of anything positive it's it's just bad 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 it's it's like we could have all it seems like we could have all these wonderful media pieces come out we have all these wonderful things come out like i was okay i was reading this uh the other day uh doctors e cigarette taxes tell fda to focus on benefits of vaping it's wonderful.
2: Yes, A collection right of on.
0: scientists and researchers are urging the Food and Drug Administration to focus on the benefits of e-cigarettes and warn heavy taxation would be bad for public health. One, but mainstream media—they're not going to fucking report that. It's like how do we how do we get this stuff out there to the to the masses who only watch CNN or MSNBC or their local nightly news? You know who are—it's almost like you have to search this out to find this stuff. And, I, how do we get to them? Um,
2: I think, well, you and I have discussed this before for a, l- a number of years, and I keep on saying the same thing, vapers have got to make a noise. They have got to make so much noise that they cannot be ignored. And we said before about um, vape mobs, which are fairly easily organised. Yes. On, on Twitter, via text, via Facebook. There, there are so many Facebook groups now to do with e-cigs. Surely to God. They could organise themselves into city chapters somehow and say, right, on whatever day it is, Friday at five o'clock, we're all going to be outside the local CNN office or the the local Fox office or the local MSNBC office or wherever. And we're just going to stand there and, and vape and sing and shout and wave placards. Outside the television companies, and they've got to take notice. If it's happening in every city at the same time, why would they not?
0: Oh, I know, but, and and I've brought uh, i brought this up here, Dave, and everybody thinks I'm a nut when I say it. <laughs> no, you, you,
2: the, the, this this is look. Let's let's go back to a few campaigns where the U.S. has led. Look at Martin Luther King. Yes. What did he do? He organized meetings in public, rallies, and they all fed into a massive one that made a great change. That's happened. Look at the CND movement in the States. Look at all kinds of movements that have happened in the States, and they happen and are successful because there are feet on the ground and voices in the air. If you've got feet on the ground and voices in the air en masse, people take notice. There's there's never been a different way. It's always the public making its voice heard that makes the difference. All the time.
0: No, and it would. It would make a difference. It's just so difficult here in the United States because, again, I know you already know this, but um, our group here of, I guess, enthusiast vapors, I'll call ourselves, is such a small percentage. I mean... Ninety percent of the people that use e-cigarettes in the United States don't know any of this. Don't know vapor trails or me or Grim Green or any of that. They don't. They just simply go to a drugstore or a gas station to buy their e-cigarette and they're on their way. Yes. Um, that's the majority of vapers. Mainstreamers, yes. Yeah, and and it's, it's so it's it's difficult to align something like that because it's it's difficult to get to them. I mean, we had a lady come in our store last week. Uh, it was she was probably I'd say in her sixties, early seventies and mm-hmm. she's like i need some logic cartimizers and i said well we don't have any of those but we i shouldn't let me finish oh you don't have those no uh, i mean you know just storms out the store like like it was right i was about to tell her well there's actually something you know we show her something much better much more cost effective but she wasn't hearing it nope she wanted her logic cart uh that was it that's the majority of vapors, and because they don't go online and follow all this stuff online with vaping and e cigarettes it's you would really have to get to them to coordinate something that large to where you had a mass vape mod all over the place to make a difference and that's
2: yeah but that 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 is how you get to them though that's the thing it's got to it's it's you find a tipping point, and the tipping point is going to be when you've got enough. As you as you say, enthusiast vapors going out on this. They're the first port of call, and you get the enthusiast vapors. You target a small number of cities, maybe one in each state, you know, the the capital city of each state. So you're only going to be looking for 50 groups, aren't you? Um, 49, because it would be too cold in Alaska. Yeah. Um, so you, you're not looking for a great number of groups, but you're going to put it in a capital city in the state, which every capital city has some kind of tourist potential. <coughs> so it's not out with people's idea to say, well right, let's let's do this thing on a Saturday um, so people can go and visit the city for the weekend from all over the state. And you might get a couple of hundred folks together. But that will attract attention if that happens in all of the capital cities of all of the states, all of the state capitals. If that happens on that weekend and two months later it happens again, but instead of there being 200 people, because it's had some level of reportage, whether it's on the radio, on YouTube, on TV, mainstream TV, cable TV, public broadcasting services, whatever, it's had some coverage so it's going to get to the mainstream vapour and they think, oh, Hadn't thought of that, I'll go along to the next one, for whatever reason, and then you end up with 400, and the next time it's 800, and then the time after that you've got 5,000 people, mainstream vapers are seeing what's going on. It's what we've seen over here in the UK with the growth in vape meats that goes on. We've got little pubs and, and, and clubs and venues all over the country now where every week there's a vape meet on of one description or another. A few, actually, in, in various different towns, cities and villages all over the place. People getting together and enjoying it. The motorcyclists do it. You've just got to look at what the bikers do worldwide. Yeah. Bike meets. Yeah. Every night of the week, somewhere, there'll be a bikers meet. And they'll all be there with their Harleys and everything else. And you'll get the mainstreamer, people like me, turning up on, you know, their old plotters. Um, And that's fine. They get welcomed with open arms. You know, nobody takes the mickey out of you just because you've got a bike that's different from theirs. In fact, quite the reverse. You know, you would have a mainstream vapour turning up with a a CE4 on top of an Ego battery or something like that. And there'll be uh, enthusiast vapours. have never seen that. You know, that started with a subwoof outfit, and they've been blowing clouds since day one. Right. And they're kind of, "Hey, what's that, grandma? That oh, can I have a go? I've never tried one of them. What's it like?" And they'll be welcomed with open arms. I, I, I just, you know, I think sometimes people people are too defeatist. They, they they look at these things and think, "Ah, oh, well, that'll never work." But you will. It will never work if you don't make it work. If you don't try and make it work. So, you know, folks just need to do it. Yeah. As Yoda said, there is no try, there is only do.
0: Yes, yeah, and and, and I guess the, the the best way to target it would be to target local media. <laughs> then once you get local media, then it you know it could easily well not easily, but it could venture over to mainstream media. I mean, the, the mainstream media does report on things that happen in local media. And if yeah. you had enough of it going on, I mean, that could be. You know what? I, I I want to ask you a question about this because this okay. came up a few months ago, and I want to know you. I want to know your honest opinion on this. Right. Uh, on. A few months ago, there was a company, uh, Hoff Hall of Fame eLiquid. Have you heard of it?
2: It's not something I say much of over here, but carry on.
0: It is uh, Cosmic Fog, Kilo, and Ruthless. Yes, they all all got together and they made an e-liquid and uh, it's called Hall of of Fame e-liquid. And what they're doing is is a portion of the proceeds is going to go towards advocacy. Who knows what that portion is? They won't say. Just a portion of the proceeds. Now, Mm -hmm. this is my opinion. And they're not the only ones to do this. Other juice companies have done this. Um, In all fairness, they're not the only ones to do this. This is my opinion, then I want to hear your opinion. My opinion is I have an issue with this because I don't like whether it's a juice company, I don't care what company it is, I don't like a company, say these juice companies, for example, using advocacy to market their product. Now, if they said, okay, we're making a juice, because these are two, three very large companies, these are multi million dollar companies. If they came on and said, listen, we're making a juice, it's going to, and you know what? All the profits are going to go to advocacy. Obviously, take out the money you need to create the juice and make it. There's a cost. That's fine. I don't want it to cost them anything. But yeah. all the profits going <clears> to advocacy, I'd say, hurrah, that's fucking wonderful. Good for you. But when they're using advocacy to sell this juice you know come on and their whole goal is we got to make a million dollars come on come on make a million dollars we got to, we got to raise a million dollars well guess what when they raise a million dollars they also get a million dollars to put in their fucking pocket i don't like juice companies using advocacy to make money that bothers me
2: um the whole the whole notion of that kind of charitable donation has always bothered me um I come from a, a the school of thought that says that charitable works are not there for publicity, they're not there for marketing, they're not there for anything other than charity. and charity is its own reward. Giving to charity is its own reward. So I may or may not don't this is a political answer coming by the way. Yes I may or my, I may or may not donate small or large sums to organizations big or small right But if anybody was to ask me I wouldn't tell them if there was a space for charitable donations on my tax return I would not fill it in and I would certainly never use uh, a charitable cause to further my own interests or business at all
0: and that, that's, um, that's interesting because, you know, someone had sent me an email after that show. I did that show. They're like, oh, so if a juice company is uh, giving 20% of their profits to advocacy, oh, they're fucked up, right? I said, no, if a juice company is giving 20% of their profits every year to an advocacy, some sort of advocacy group, and they're not announcing it, they're not promoting it, they're not using it to promote their product, they're just doing it out of because they're mm-hmm. good and they want to do the right thing. I applaud that that's wonderful. that's fantastic that's great yeah the, there's the, a the, difference
2: the, the the baseline on it for me is that you should never know the only people that should ever know about that 20 percent of their profits going to whatever is the people who receive it yes nobody else needs to know or right. should know right there should there should be no applause um you know I mean to give you an example um and this is this is kind of very personal, really, not to me, but to the guy that did this. Um, I was across in Ireland for Island. Ireland mm-hmm. um, at the same time as Nick Grim Grim Green. He came across for it as well. Right. And my wife and I were in in Dublin uh, on the street, and there was a there was a guy there, um, homeless, fairly obviously. Uh, he appeared to have. Problems, both physical and mental. He was not in a, in a good way right. at all. And I saw what I assume was an Irish bloke approach this guy, walk away, and come back with a tracksuit, brand new, a blanket, brand new, and a flask of hot beverage from wherever it had come from and he got this guy warmed up and sorted out, sat down and talked to him while he drank this coffee or whatever it was that was, that was in the flask and then he kind of walked him into um, somewhere that was an awful lot warmer and then I saw him press some cash into his hand and walked away. Somebody took his photograph and he went across and asked them to delete it because he didn't want any recognition for what he'd done. Now, whether he made that guy's life better or left it the same, who can say? Nobody knows what would have happened the next day. But that guy made a charitable gesture and didn't want to be noticed, didn't want to be seen, he did it, not uh, surreptitiously is the wrong word, he kinda did it as privately as you can do when you're on a city street. but that obviously came out of his own pocket had he been a social worker or something like that this guy that he was helping would have been helped off to a you know a residential place a hostel or whatever it wasn't that this was just somebody who wanted to help doing what he needed to do and not looking for recognition plaudits, medals, a certificate or anything and that to me is what charity is all about he will have slept really well that night I hope. Oh yeah. Because what he did was blessed and it should bless him. And if if vendors, if manufacturers, if producers of ASIC gear want to further the course of advocacy and they are prepared to take some money out of their own wallets and not look for the tax advantages and stuff like that and want to donate funds to that kind of thing then that's fabulous but the minute the very second they tell you you've done that I've gone right off them it's not there for plaudits rewards medals or certificates it's there for the knowledge that you've done something to help
0: right well said well said I'm glad I brought this up because I knew that you would agree with what I had to say on this and you've you've put it together so perfectly that i 100% i agree 100% that is wonderful cool. that is wonderful Thank you. now i got to move on to this the other day fda zeller they talked to mitch zeller from the fda let's reframe debate to focus on nicotine this was interesting i'm sure you read this yes uh here it is explaining this more in depth the ctp director said who is mitch zeller he is looking at nicotine differently and these are the three key points he gave. The first one was recognize there is a continuum of nicotine containing products. Number two was mm-hmm. understand people smoke for the nicotine but die from the tar. And Mike Russell, th- 9976, yes. Yep. And number three, acknowledge the, the public health opportunity to move tobacco users down the risk spectrum. And then he went on to talk about how the debate's been e-cigarettes, but it really should be nicotine and not e-cigarettes. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the article, he explained that the uh, deeming regs should be coming out, uh, quote, it will happen in this administration. So that pretty much means any time this year. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Which, who knows? They've been saying that forever, and it hasn't. Uh, Do you think Mitch Zeller is having a... uh, Maybe taking vaping electronic cigarettes more seriously as a... uh, as a viable alternative to cigarettes I, I
2: think he might be undergoing um, an elongated epiphany um, it, it, it's it's a weird thing I know that there are a lot of people in influential organizations in the States who talk to Mitch Zeller quite a lot mm-hmm. and they almost use the phrase hashtag rethink nicotine um, and from what I can gather, from what I'm hearing, he's, he's actually, I'm not going to say under pressure, but I think he's being persuaded that the, the scientific case, if you like, for separating nicotine from smoking is, is well, it's, it's been there for a long, long time. Um, certainly from 1976, that was when Mike Russell observed that people smoke for nicotine but die from the tar. And it's a phrase that's, that's been used an awful lot, um, certainly in those who would not oppose ASICs. Um And it's well recognised in the UK. I would love to think that he would take that on board completely in the way that you and I already have, um and look at this con well, it's actually not a continuum of risk that we're talking about here because it's a cliff of risk if you look at the graph you've got smoke lit tobacco at the left hand side of the graph up around around about 100 because it's all marked out of 100 and then it goes down a little bit for other lit forms of tobacco whether that be cigars or pipes or whatever and then it drops off the cliff and goes down to like five and six and sevens for gums and patches and uh, e-cigs and snus and various other, you know they've they've, they've done the work on all of these things and yes, I think uh, I think there is a great case now, um, worldwide for people to start to rethink nicotine and start to understand that as a drug, if you want to call it that, although I prefer to call it a substance, yeah. its effects are pretty much on a par with caffeine. It's a mild stimulant that has the wonderful byproduct of also being a calming agent, which I've not something I've ever noticed with caffeine, I've got to say. Um, but it depends upon your, mu- upon your mood. And the science is coming out now to show that this is actually based in the, 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 the chemical interactions in your brain. Um, And it's also coming out to show that nicotine, out with lit tobacco, does not have the same addictive potential. Um, And there's more and more data being brought out on a day-by-day basis that, that keeps on confirming all of this. So, Mitch Zeller professes to be evidence-based and science-based and if that's the case he's got very little option other than to take that track to rethink nicotine and rethink how it's used by people who use nicotine and people who use nicotine are smokers, vapors, people that use the patch, NRTs, quitters, uh, dippers, snusers, snuffers you know there are there are all kinds of different categories of people using nicotine and if you remove the stigma that's been plastered all over tobacco use from that and just look at what are the actual risks what are we actually talking about in terms of mortality and morbidity then the purer the nicotine the lower the risk and that's fairly obvious anyway so yeah if he's taking that on board, and if he intends to do something about it, and please God he does, then there may be movement in the daming regs. Because again, as I understand it, uh, there's all kinds of um, moves being made to try to get everything sorted out properly. If, if he was to put his weight behind those moves, then you're looking at, at, at a really good state to be in. Because at the moment, everything I've seen. About what the FDA reportedly intends to do, wipes the market out. And that cannot be good for public health overall on a population level. It cannot be good.
0: Right, right. I don't know. I mean, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I think if Mitch Zeller looked at or had the view of, you know, e cigarettes. Is is not just a way to get people off cigarettes, but a way to get people off nicotine. I think it'd be a lot more on board if okay, people use these things to get off nicotine. Which, mind you, a lot of people do. I I work in a store, I, Dave. I see it all the time. People come in, they start with twelve milligrams, six milligrams, three milligram, then they're down to nothing. A lot of people do choose that route because they just want to get off nicotine. But then again, there's also a lot of people that don't. Mm. I, I I think that's his also his issue is that, you know, people are using these to the continuous use of nicotine because I still really believe he feels that nicotine is bad. And I think that's his big, one of his major issues is that this, this disease cigarettes are, are in the same way, like cigarettes. You just continuing nicotine, continuing nicotine. And the goal should be to get off nicotine. And I, you know, I know you don't, I don't want to get off my nicotine. I love my fucking nicotine. I have no plans anywhere in my life of getting off nicotine. Well, why would you? I exactly. I don't want to. <laughs> There's no. You know. I mean. Look. It, 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 there are many,
2: many things that people do that carry with them a risk, um, and yet they enjoy them. Let's, for argument's sake, here, jumping out of an aeroplane at twenty thousand feet. There are two ways of doing that, really. Well, three. One is to jump with somebody else, and you strap to them, and they're wearing a parachute that's big enough to carry the pair of your weight. That's less risky than jumping out of the aeroplane by yourself without a parachute. It stands to reason right. there is a parachute in play in the second one. The third way of doing it is to jump out of the aeroplane by yourself with a parachute, having had lots and lots of training uh, and having made sure that you pack a parachute yourself and so on and so on and so on and so forth. Three different levels of risk, yeah? But... While nobody jumps out of an aeroplane without a parachute from twenty thousand feet, because the risks are pretty self-evident, are they not?
1: Right.
2: You are going to die. There's there's a very very low chance that you won't, and by very very low, I mean vanishingly low, approaching zero. In the two up in the tandem jump, you've probably got as a beginner the very best chance because you've got somebody that knows what they're doing and isn't likely to panic if the first shoot doesn't do what it's supposed to do, there will be a spare. That's the way it works. The third way, louping out of the aeroplane with your own parachute that you've packed as a beginner, um, is possibly a little bit more risky than the tandem jump. But you, as an individual, have the choice. You even have the choice not to pull the ripcord if that's what you feel like doing. I mean, there's no way I would promote anybody doing that, but that's a choice that you have. What Zeller and his ilk don't appear to understand is that harm reduction happens every day. People wear parachutes when they jump out of planes. People put seatbelts on when they drive cars and cars have got airbags. People go to uh, a road to cross the road and there'll be crossing signals, crossing signs and you've even got laws against jaywalking. so you're not allowed to walk on the road if there's a red man it has to be green so that's harm reduction there is a risk to crossing the road you know the driver in the car may not see that the lights are at red and he's got a stop and it could still plough into somebody but there's a lot less risk The harm is reduced, the risk is reduced when the crossing signal says you can cross. And the same happens all the way down the line. Everything we do has a risk attached to it. And what has happened over successive generations is that people have found a way of reducing the risk, of reducing the harm and allowing people to do what they want and need to do without taking unnecessary risks. They've made those choices available. Now, if Zella can only see that and see that here we have an opportunity to allow people to do what they want to do or to not get in their way by offering them a much reduced risk way of doing what they want to do, then why shouldn't we do that? Because we've done it with everything else. He just needs to see that. In fact, all of the people that oppose e-cigs just need to see that one simple truth. We've been doing harm reduction for
0: eons. Not decades, eons. And I'll tell you, riding by motorcycle is a lot more dangerous to my health than using this fucking (laughs) e-cigarette. There's no question about it. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. I, uh, ho- ho- you
2: you 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 ride with a helmet on and leathers yes. with uh,
0: elbow El- armor and uh, shoulder armor
2: and hip armor.
0: Uh, no, I <laughs> I do I do wear a helmet. I do wear a helmet. I, I don't. I do have a motorcycle jacket with stuff and all that. But yes, I do wear a helmet. You know, it's funny. Uh, here in my state where I live in Connecticut, there mm-hmm. is no helmet law. Now, I wear a helmet because when I was a teenager, I had a quad. And I had an accident where if I wasn't wearing a helmet, I would have died. So mm-hmm. I wear a fucking helmet. I want to live. Us uh, um, do
2: I? But as a, do I?
0: A lot of people do not wear helmets here. It's crazy. They they it's it's we actually have people that come from New York to come ride in Connecticut just because there is no helmet law and they don't want to have to wear a helmet. I think that's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you see, as it, it's, as it's, it's
2: a as a, it's a A libertarian, I I think it's fine. I think people need to have that choice. But I do think that there will be a fairly large number of those people that do that who will have an unfortunate happenstance, I'm going to call it that because there's no such thing as an accident, and will discover that, you know, they're ending up with very large medical bills. You know, a helmet would have cost them, what, $400, $500, $2,000 for a top-end one. Um, and their medical bills are in the order of $200,000, I know which risk I would rather take, quite frankly. Um, Especially in Connecticut, where I discovered tonight, did you know that the average distance driven or ridden in Connecticut is 28,000 miles a year? Really? Yes. 28,000? That's a statistical fact, that is. That's an awful long distance to drive or ride and not have an unfortunate happenstance i'd be taking all of the harm reducing and risk reducing um, measures that i could so i drive my bike fully clad in leather from top to toe and the best helmet i can afford and also i have a helmet cam going all of the time so that if anything does happen and i need to be able to uh, Find the uh, the person that cuts me up. I've got it on videotape.
0: Oh, uh, well, and see that—that's the crazy thing here too. Is you know, I'm, I've been riding for years. I consider myself a very good rider. Um, it's everybody else. Every time I ride, some car just cuts right into me. It's like it's like I'm not yep. even there. It's like I don't even yep. exist. It's fucking crazy. What? It's almost like playing a video game in real life. I mean, people are coming after you. They're <laughs> they're running into your lane. It's I mean, it's, it's, not. A, it's
2: a well-known fact: motorcyclists are invisible. You put your leg over a motorbike, and you're invisible straight away. Yeah, it's always been the case, um, and it's why I think, anyway, for me, even if there were no helmet laws in the UK, and I'll be honest, I wish there weren't, because I think it should be left up to individual choice. But even if that was the case, I would choose to wear a helmet in exactly the same way. Well almost exactly the same way, that I choose to use e-cigs over smoking. I could do either. As it happens, um, I, I prefer e-cigs. I prefer the experience. Um, as it happens, riding my bike now, I prefer the experience with a skid lid because I know if something does happen, I'm going to get up and walk away from it. Whereas if I wasn't wearing one, the chances are, given the nature of the bike I'm riding, um, that I wouldn't having been there once before where like yourself my helmet saved my life as did the leathers and everything else i was wearing so you you know you make your own choice in this but but harm reduction we do harm reduction in absolutely everything
0: yeah
2: you've just you know people listening to this you've you've just got to think about what you do every day you know if you've got a, a frying pan a skillet on the range and you've got young children you always make sure that the the handles on the pans are not over the front of the uh, of the of the cooker of the range of the hob where a young child could get hold of them you put them to the side over a bench where a kid can't get at them or you put one of those little fences around the front of it reducing the harm reducing the risk we do it all the time it's like looking both ways before you cross the road it's reducing the risk of getting knocked down. It's reducing the harm in the long term. And it's. It, we do it all the time. And we just need these people that oppose e-sigs to understand that harm reduction is a natural thing for the human race to do. We've been doing it for eons. We've been finding safer ways to do what we enjoy and what we want to continue doing forever. Eons, And it's bloody stupid for them to, to stop doing that with e-cigs just because they've become blinkered by the tobacco companies. <clears throat> Sorry, by the tobacco companies. <clears throat>
0: you know, something interesting, speaking of harm reduction, uh, I had like... When I, my other car I had, I had it for years. I never wore my seatbelt. I hate a fucking seatbelt. I had an accident 20 years ago where if I was wearing a seatbelt, I would have been dead. I mean, I I went through my windshield and that's what saved me. So I was very reluctant to wear a seatbelt all these years. Um, I got a a car, I got a Fiat last year. And uh, inside the car, it has this thing where it'll just beep, 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 beep. That fucking thing will not stop beeping until my seatbelt's on. It doesn't like do it for like five minutes and stop. It does it constantly. I've actually looked up ways to try to shut the thing off. You can't, the only way you can shut this fucking thing off is if you take it to a dealer, and then some dealers will not, well, actually, most dealers will not shut it off. They say, we can't shut it off. They've made it so you can't shut this fucking stupid dinghy thing off. I have to wear my seatbelt now, I have to wear it. And I don't know. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe maybe I should be worried. about I don't have a choice now. Is so I gotta listen to it fucking go off where, uh, uh, while I'm driving? Put but, the uh, seat
2: belt around the back of the seat and plug it in <laughs> <socket> that way. <laughs> yeah, know,
1: that's, so,
0: that's so really Or you know what they sell on uh, Amazon too? They sell those things where you can just plug it in to your yep. uh, thing to shut it off, and then. You, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, you know what? I'm I'm also looking at it as a sign. Like, you know what? Maybe this is a sign from somewhere. I don't know where saying that maybe I should wear it now. Maybe it's not a bad idea. I know I had a bad you see, experience, you know.
2: I, I don't like those nagging things. If, if people were properly informed and then allowed to make their own choice, I mean, at the end of the day, who's it going to hurt? If you run into somebody on a crossing, that somebody, if, you, if you're going fast enough, is dead anyway. Your seatbelt isn't going to help them. Right. At all. It just isn't. And it's, if you run into a brick wall at 70 miles an hour or 55 miles an hour or 45 miles an hour, if you run into a brick wall, it's not really going to help you an awful lot there either. In fact, the airbags in your car will deploy and protect you before the seatbelt has even pre-tensioned. Yes. The seatbelt is unnecessary with today's technology. But at the end of the day... It should be down to your choice. Now, there'll be a lot of people listening to this will be going, but that's not right. Well, actually it is, because the only person you're going to damage, acutely that is, in in the the short term, the only person you're going to damage is yourself. It's in the longer term that the damage comes to your family, the pain that you cause them. But if you're, proper, if you're properly informed, if you're shown without any bias and without any lies what will happen in the scenarios that are possible, shall we say, you then make up your own mind. Now, I would go so far as to, to suggest when it comes down to crash helmets, um, I would think I was being selfish if I rode without one because. I know how I would feel if I was to lose my wife suddenly, without warning. But if I was to lose my wife, end of story, right. I would, I, I really would not be feeling good. My assumption is that she would be in exactly the same boat if I were to do something stupid and end up dead on the road. So I kind of don't want to cause her that pain, and it may well be that people feel the same way about seat belts if it wasn't for the fact that there's more airbags in my current car than well i can't count them as that many and these things all go off and cocoon you and then the seat belt might actually work but apparently now they sell cars with a little like a letter opener because you can't get out of the seat belt when you've had an accident, it all locks itself up, and you've got to cut yourself out. Well, I'm sorry if I've got to take a knife to a seat belt in order to get out of the car when I've had an accident. I'm not wearing the bloody seat belt. It's that simple.
0: Well, the, and this, and you make a very good point. This is what I brought up to the guy because when I was test driving the car, he, you know, I noticed that the seatbelt thing just kept on going off. He goes, "Well, yeah, you have to put it on," and he told me the whole story, and then he proceeded to tell me. Where the airbags were, he said. Well, you have airbags in your door, you have airbags underneath um, where your legs are, and you have airbags that come out of the uh, ceiling, that come out of the top of the car, and then yeah. uh, of course on the right side. I said. So if I get in an accident, airbags are coming from the top, bottom, inside, left, right. You know, left, right, top, bottom. He goes. Yes, they're coming from everywhere. I said. Well, then why do you need a seatbelt? <laughs> so I said to him. I said, what do I need a seatbelt for? If I got airbags coming out of everywhere. You're right. It's like it creates this old, this this whole huge airbag essentially that I'm in the middle of, and I'm being just, in a sense, crushed by all these fucking. What do I need the seatbelt for?
2: Yeah, you're you're dropping onto a feather bed. Yeah, you know, um, and secondary impacts, seatbelts have no effect on anyway. Right. So. Yes. Anyway, that's that's kind of a bit deep, and I've I've got to be honest. I've I've gotten in trouble a few times for talking about that.
0: <laughs> well, no, I mean I did. At, when I was uh, 18, I had an accident where I hit a tree dead on, and I flew through my windshield because I did not have my seatbelt on, and that's what saved me. That if I was if I was in my seatbelt, the the police told me I would have been crushed. I, it would have been over. They said yes. this is the first time we can actually say that. Good thing you weren't wearing your seatbelt because you went through the windshield, and that's what saved you. You would have been there. You would have been cut in half. So yeah. I've always been very reluctant since then <clears> to wear a seatbelt, and I never have. But uh, you know, now with 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 this, uh, I don't know. It's just crazy. I think we're getting. Uh, I'm getting off topic with airbags and seatbelts. <laughs> well, well,
2: well, well, the, the, the topic basically is that you reduce harm in the way that you see fit. Yes, and. The fact that you have found lower risk ways of doing what you enjoy that allows you to continue doing what you enjoy is exactly the same ethos that we have about e-cigs. If Mike Russell was right, that smokers smoke for the nicotine and die from the tar with e-cigs, they can get the nicotine with a very much lower risk of dying from the other stuff. Right. Very much lower risk. Um, And yeah, it's kind of... It's a no-brainer, really, and it does make you wonder why there are people out there in the world who oppose the massive uptake of e Because the bottom line on it is, look, let's face it, if if what we said earlier is true and the evidence would point to it being a fact that nicotine and caffeine are effectively two sides of the same coin, there are very few differences between them in effect or risk, then in the quantities we use them. That is, I must put that caveat in. Then if that's the case, why would you oppose someone having their first taste of nicotine? The addictive potential of caffeine and nicotine out with lit tobacco are fairly well analogous. Professor John Britton said that a few times and he's not alone, as others have as well. So nobody bats an eyelid when little Johnny or Jenny has their first latte their first proper, full-fat, get the caffeine into it, latte. Nobody bats an eyelid. Nobody says boo to a goose. Why does everybody get up in arms when someone, even over the age of 18 or 21, over the age of majority, why do they suddenly get up in arms about people having their first experience of nicotine? It's no more addictive than caffeine. What's the problem? There isn't one.
0: Well, somebody said, years, somebody said years ago, and I agree with it, they said if nicotine was in cupcakes and not in cigarettes, we would be having no problem with nicotine at all. <laughs> there would be no issue at all. I, well, it, it's true. Yeah, the, the very first time we spoke together on your
2: show, I said at the time that if nicotine had come in a nice mug with a frothy top and cinnamon sprinkles, nobody would have been bothered by it. Yep. Nobody yes. at all. And here what we've done is we've found a way of allowing people to have nicotine in the technological version of the cup with the frothy top and cinnamon sprinkles or any other flavour that they would like. And it ain't going to cause them much in the way of harm. Let's be I want to be really conservative about this and I want to be really, really precautionary about it, okay? I think that People could start vaping more or less at any age and they would still be vaping when the coffin nail uh, lid got nailed down but vaping wouldn't have caused it because the risks that have been identified and even the unknown risks are not mortality risks if you like, they're not death causing risks, There might be a little cough causing risks, might be, may be, could be, not will, the potential um, disbenefits, if you want to call them that, are so minor as to be negligible. They're morbidity risks rather than mortality risks, if you want to put it that way. Um, In other words, Vietnam's not going to kill anybody. Right. That's the bottom line.
0: You know, this week, or actually, yeah, this week, last week, they've been talking about uh, um, the changes with the uh, grandfather uh, date and how it has to go in front of Congress now. We could possibly have the grandfather date changed. But there was also other things put uh, put into that that could be detrimental. Like, for example, uh, batteries. Uh, they're uh-huh. concerned that... Uh, the FDA could rule on batteries for example like like I was talking to Jan about it and she said well it could be where you know vape shops couldn't sell batteries anymore but listen I mean you can get batteries from other places uh, you know it's not that big of a deal no
2: batteries a battery
0: well i but i do kind of I, I yes you're right i mean we could just get it from other sources but on the other hand i do understand how for example a brick now i work in a brick and mortar the number one seller, of course, is e-liquid. Uh huh. The number two seller is batteries. Uh huh. I don't know or people are eating these things. What the fuck's going on? But we sell a lot of batteries, um, so I can understand why maybe someone that's in the industry, you know, has an online store, brick and mortar, may be fearful of that because, absolutely, if if we lose, if we can't sell batteries anymore, that's absolutely going to hurt sales. And then how how are they going to work that with stuff that has internal batteries? So what, we can't well, sell how, fucking mods uh, with batteries in them? I mean... Uh,
2: well, hang on a minute. Is the FDA going to close down tactical torch stores? Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. 18, I, 18650s are used in tactical torches. There's a 26650s and 18500s and 14500s and God knows what else. Right. Right? So what? what is the FDA going to do? Is it going to go and say that every outdoor sports store in the States that sells these Crees and God knows what else in the way of, of torches and lamps sorry mate you can't sell the batteries for them they are going to get roundly told to fuck right off and stick your regulation where the sun don't shine because a battery is a battery Yeah. so if you know if a bricks and mortars is a little bit worried fine stock three Cree torches and all the batteries you sell it for
0: them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, no, you know, because what they're doing now is like, for example, where I am in Connecticut, um, and a lot of states are doing this. We now have to have a permit to sell vapor products. Um, we are now labeled as a, a vape store. If you sell electronic cigarettes, if you manufacture uh-huh. nicotine or sell nicotine, or uh, manufacture e liquid or sell e liquid, there's two permits. There's a manufacturing permit. There's also a seller's permit. So just like, uh-huh. you know, you have to have a permit to sell cigarettes here, there are now in our state a permit to sell e-cigarettes, a vaping mm-hmm. products permit. So I would imagine, you know, they could come out and say if you're a vape related store that sells electronic cigarettes and reliquid, you cannot sell these batteries. Who knows? God knows what they'll do. And and again, you know what, I, honestly I don't think they're gonna do anything with that. I, I think everybody's getting all upset over nothing. I don't think anything's really gonna happen with that. You know, they're also well, saying I mean, there's wording in there that they're gonna they could ban flavours, and I don't see that happening either. So Well again, look how
2: all, I sometimes wonder how intelligent people are. <laughs> I really do. And and for a very simple reason. Can you well you can go back as long as I can go back. You remember Capella? Yes. Loran. Yes. And all of the other flavour houses. Yep. They were all supplying flavors to whom? It wasn't vapors. They were there before vaping was.
0: Yeah, it was for food.
2: Of course it was. It was flavoring for cupcakes, Yep. for God's sake. So those same companies now have got formulations that are specific to e-cigs. So is the FDA going to stop them from selling their flavor setups for cupcakes as well?
0: Yeah.
2: You know, I mean, Martha Stewart, do I not? It's not gonna happen, is it? I mean, they just can't do it. But even if they do say, right, you cannot sell flavored e-liquid, well, Laurent's still gonna be there, so you buy the unflavored, and you get a bottle of flavor off one of the flavor houses. They're not gonna stop selling it, it'll still be there. They've got all the flavor ranges, they just don't have to say it's for e-cigs. I mean, seriously, this is not rocket science, is it? Right. It's bloody simple.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think that the, we we still have to fight. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't think the threat is as great as it was, say a couple years ago. Now, I now with what's going on with you in in Europe right now, are you still going to be able to do your show? Yeah, yeah. Yes, we will. Because I heard that 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 was that. Uh, that you may not have been able to do. I, I think I talked to Tim about that from RI for a radio, and he said there was a possibility. So you could still do your show. That's
2: um, we, we will be, well, we have made changes already. Uh, we no longer take advertising or sponsorship yep. because that, that's outlawed anyway. So post May the 20th, we wouldn't be able to legally. Uh, we could be done as well as the advertisers, so it's pointless even going there. There's going to be no television advertising, there'll be no radio advertising, and we kind of fall into both of those brackets. Um, But
0: you could advertise on a bus. Oh yes,
2: but uh, (laughs) only only as long as the bus doesn't cross a border. (laughs) If the bus crosses a border, you can't advertise on it.
0: How did that come about? Could- why did why did they why did they choose a a bus is okay, but you can't advertise on TV or it's
2: because, right? You know what I said about people not being very intelligent? Uh-huh. well politicians are the least intelligent of people sometimes. Yes. They put their wording together because what they didn't want was for France say to be able to advertise into the United Kingdom or Germany or Belgium or Switzerland or Spain or any other adjoining country that didn't want television adverts to be seen in Spain or coming from Spain in any of those other countries and the same from Germany and so on and so on and so forth Right. so cross-border advertising had to be stopped now bear in mind this is in what's called a harmonized market a single market where Everybody should be able to sell the same product at whatever price they want to sell it at. Um, but everybody has the same rules to abide by. They obviously forgot about that. They, they, they just forgot that was what it was all about. Um, so they decided that there could be no cross-border advertising of any form. So that means that you can get on your French-owned coach company's bus. In Newcastle, near where I live. Drive all the way down to Dover, and then get off the French-owned company's bus that has a bloody great big advert for for Dave and Kev's ACs on it, right? Yes. You get on the ferry, which can carry no advertising on its side because it goes cross-border. Right. And when you get off the ferry in Calais, you can get on a bus owned by the same French company that has an advert for Dave and Kev's e on the side of it. The self same advert that we had on the side of the bus in the UK but the UK bus can't go into France with the advert on it <laughs> because that's cross-border. But the French bus can have the self and same advert on it <laughs> because it's in France and it hasn't gone cross-border. This is an example oh. of Primal fuckwittery <laughs> at its best. <laughs> okay. This is what politicians do. They talk out of their assholes and then can't read what they've written. Right, It's ridiculous. So there's a whole load of stuff happened in the, the, uh, the Tobacco Products Directive. But what I am going to say is that we, in the UK, have been very fortunate that the Department of Health takes a very similar view uh, to what we do on ASICS. It's my belief and contention that the Department of Health actually doesn't want to implement the Tobacco Products Directive as it is stated. Um, and have, they've done their best to be as lax as possible within the spirit and letter of the Directive. So we we've been let off quite lately. Other countries in the EU not so much. Right. For instance um we have to notify e-liquids, we have to notify tanks to the, the relevant authority, which in this case is the MHRA. Um, in Belgium, if you have a zero, no, if you have a three, six, nine, twelve and eighteen milligram juice, that's five different nicotine strengths of the same flavour they require you to notify each strength individually at a cost of 4,000 euros Jeez. Right? so that's 20,000 euros and this is without the testing that needs to be done, right. just to notify that's the notification charge. The MHRA this week published the figures for here, the costs for the UK. We would need to notify only one for testing only one of them would need to be tested of those five, right? Yep. So that's a fifth of the cost for the testing straight away. Um, And let's, for argument's sake, say it costs 5,000 euros to do the tests. We don't know yet because that hasn't been properly published, but that would have been 40,000 euros for Belgium. Over here, it's 150 pounds, right? Test on one, then 150 pounds. So for the five... That's £750 plus the testing, which if if it's the 5,000 euros, that's around about £4,000. So for £4,750, we notify all five. Over there, it's £30,000 in Belgium. And this is a single market. This is harmonised. This is because everybody should be doing the same, and they're not. So the UK has got it a lot easier than a great many places in Europe. Um, and and while while I'm pleased about that I'm also a little bit pissed off frankly because all of the countries in the EU should be doing the same thing and they should all be saying get shot of article 20 it's bloody stupid we don't need it it's not gonna work it's gonna cause more harm than any possible good it will do get it gone that's where it needs to be so yeah it's a bit of a dual edged sword, a bit of a curate's egg. It's, uh, it's a bit all over the place, frankly. But we knew that from the very start. When it, even when it was drafted, it was never going to be good. Um, it's just unfortunate that we didn't get it thrown out. But we've got the, uh, the challenge that's gone in uh, from Totally Wicked over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, we will hear the judgment on May the 4th. I'm hoping that there's a hint in the date. Right, right. May the fourth be with you, sort of style. If you've, you know, Star Wars day. <laughs> right. uh, let's hope they go with the technology and not with the dinosaurs. Right. I've I'm, I'm got my fingers crossed that there's a hint in the date.
0: But, you know, at, at least you have a better idea, at least where you are in the UK, of what's happening, what's going on. Obviously, they're not going to be taken out of existence. There's not a chance no. of, you know, losing uh, electronic cigarettes, e-liquid. So that's good i mean that that that's good that we, you're at least finally getting an answer of, of knowing of what you're going to have to do what you're going to have to deal with and and i wouldn't say finalizing everything but you're you're making progress and it's not going away
2: yes we we have the benefit of knowing what's happening yes, even though it's not what we want to happen at least we know what's happening whereas um, here we have no
0: fucking clue we have no idea what's going to yeah. happen
2: <laughs> that's exactly the, that was exactly the point I was going to make. I yeah. mean, it's uh, it's you're in no man's land over there. You're in purgatory with no idea of really which way anything's going to go, and that that's just not good for anybody. It's not good for vapors. It's not good for vendors, and it's not good for people who might want to become vapors but are being dissuaded by all of the idiocy that's going on. Right. So it's a lose 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 situation. Everybody loses. Nobody wins. Right. Which is why, you know, I I, I, I really I really don't understand why your legislators can't see that we've been practicing harm and risk reduction for eons. I just don't get why they don't get it. And there's there's only one Possible answer, really. And we were talking about that at the top of the show, were we not?
0: Yes. Money. But, what? well, you know, it, I'll tell you what happens here, at least in Connecticut, because I go to every hearing. Uh, we have a lobbyist. Uh, uh, there's a group of us stores that got together, and we pay a lobbyist every month. And thank God for her. She's been wonderful. But what happens here is the American Cancer Society mm-hmm. sends people here, they fill a couple of the health committee's heads with outrageous things, uh, mm-hmm. like you know what they, that's why they did uh, the legislation else here about the flavors because we're targeting kids with flavors, and that e-cigarettes are just as dangerous as cigarettes, and we're using uh, children's images to advertise and blah blah. blah. The the American Cancer Society fills their heads up, and then all of a sudden there's proposed legislation coming up. I mean, that's what yes. happens. Like the latest one now that we have here is they want to raise the age of buying e-cigarettes as well as cigarettes from 18 to 21. Because, again, fucking American <sighs> cancer came here and they're running off their mouths. And now, you know, uh, their argument is, is you have. So, so it's and, you know, I was talking to Greg about it and I said, we as business owners can't really go and say anything because they're not going to listen to us. I mean, they're just going to say, well, of course you don't want it to be 21. You're going to lose customers, blah, blah, blah. They're just that we we don't really have a say in it, unfortunately. And, you know, Greg said, really, the best thing you can do is just send your 18 to 21 year old customers there to speak and, you know, let them know. But, you know, Greg said, really, the problem with 18 is that, and it's true, you still have teenagers in school that are 18 years of age. So he says, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even fight for the 18 because it's just not going to work. That you know, you still, I would fight for 19. I'd fight for 19 and up, and you know, which, which is a good point. He made a good point. So, and I don't even know what's happened with it. I don't know if they just killed it, if because it, as far as I know, nothing's happened. But uh, yeah, that's what happens here. American Cancer Society comes, fills their heads up, and then boom, we have legislation.
2: I mean, it's crazy. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose a few friends here. I'm sure. Look, I don't see any reason why harm reduction and risk reduction should start at 18. Neither do I see that somebody has had to have been a smoker before they are allowed to pick e-cigs up. Right. That, to me, is just complete and utter fuckwittery and stupidity. The bottom line on it is e-cigs, and studies have shown this, e-cigs divert youth, young people, away from smoking lit tobacco and if we are to believe what we are told by the anti-tobacco campaigners that's the best thing that could happen that they are diverted away from e-cigs. Look there is no evidence anywhere in the world that e-cigs are a gateway to smoking in fact there's no evidence anywhere in the world that trying e-cigs is even a gateway to using them if you've never smoked before. right? The, the numbers are vanishingly small and I'm the grandfather of, of two young boys, the eldest is three. When they get up to that age where they're going to be experimenting, I know for a certain fact because, you know, I was a teenage boy, as you were, you experiment with all kinds of things. How far can you throw the dried dog turd is just one of them. How quickly can you get a girl to kiss you when you've got past that revulsion stage when you don't want them to. Yes. What about first, second, and third base? How quickly can you do that? That's all experimentation. There are other forms of that kind of experimentation. You experiment with alcohol. At the first chance you can get, you experiment with alcohol. And teens will also experiment with nicotine. I would much rather they experimented with an e-cig and even if they found it pleasant and continued, I wouldn't be that worried by it because of what we were saying before about the lattes, the caffeine and nicotine together. It's not going to worry me. It's not going to bother me because it's not going to kill them. Whereas if we are to believe what we're told, there's a one in two chance that lit tobacco could kill them. Not the way I've said that. Right. Political. Right. Could. Might. May. Not will. Not won't. Um, So yeah, why does it have to be 18? Why does it have to be 19? Why does it have to be 21? Why can't harm reduction be available as and when it's needed for whatever reason? If a kid's old enough to have a coffee, to me, then if they're going to use something that is not going to kill them, I'd much rather they did that than smoked. That's basically all I'm saying. I see no reason why we should put an age limit on harm reduction. I value the lives of my grandkids too much.
0: Well, you know, and there shouldn't be. And and the crazy thing is years ago when I had Jason Healy on, Jason Healy who uh, used to own uh, Blue Sigs but apparently sold it. And I'd asked him that question. I said, if you caught your 15-year-old daughter smoking, what would you do? And his answer was, I'd give her an e-cigarette, yeah. which, I found, which I found amazing, and I'll tell you why. I, I personally went through this, okay? Uh, when my son was uh, 15, he was either 15 or 16, I knew, I knew he was smoking. I could smell it. I knew he was fucking smoking. Yes. I wanted more than anything in the world to say no, and I wanted to give him an e-cigarette. God, I wanted to do that so bad. I would Because he was going to do it anyway. I would have rather have been using an e-cigarette than fucking smoking. Yes. I couldn't do that. And I'll tell you why I couldn't do that. Because here in the United States, why I can't do that. Let's say I did give him an e-cigarette. Let's say one of his teachers at school found out. Let's say one of his friend's parents found out. What would have happened was they would have called DCF, which is the Department of Children and Family Services. They would have said, hey... Devin Bauer's father gave uh, his uh, his son an e-cigarette. He's only fifteen or, you know fifteen years old. DCF would have came and taken my child away from me. They would have taken my child away from me for doing that. They would have said, "Well, what the hell's the matter with you? Are you crazy?" Which is insane. I I would have been doing <laughs> I would have been doing great for him. It would have got him off the cigarettes, but I couldn't do that because I would have yeah. been labeled a horrible parent and had my son taken away from me. This
2: is this is why. I, there are times that you know, you're know left without words, and, and this is one of them, to be honest. I mean, what you would have done there to me would have been sane and sensible parenting. Because yes. you know damn well, you know absolutely fine, 100% certain. If you put your foot down and say, no, you're not going to do that, you know for an absolute certain fact they are going to continue to do it, but they're going to continue to do it secretly. Right. And... The question then is, how do you persuade your offspring that, look, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you an e-cig, but for God's sake, you've got to use it as though everybody else was your parent. We know we're cool with it, but you've got to do to everybody else what you were doing to us with cigarettes. You've got to make sure nobody else says you're using it. And that's... Not a good situation to put a teenager into. It's being complicit in them doing something they're not supposed to. And it's not not a good position for any parent to be put in. And I've got to be honest, any legislature anywhere in the world that would make that a criminal offence and make it so that your kid could be taken off you for you reducing their risk, for you being a good parent, that, that legislature's got it all wrong completely bloody wrong but yet the, it's totally and utterly off the scale
0: but yet the crazy thing is is at that age he could go to the store and get a nicotine patch <laughs> yeah, oh. <laughs> it's like what a nicotine patch he says they would have said oh you could have got him a nicotine patch or the gum it's fine if you give them the nicotine patch or the nicotine gum god forbid you give them that e-cigarette now the day he turned 18 actually on his birthday he came to my store, and I got him a whole e-cigarette set up, and he hasn't smoked ever since. And that's all he uses is that e-cigarette now. But it mm-hmm. is a shame that I couldn't do that without risk of having the Department of Children and Family Services up my ass. You know, or, or uh, teachers uh, ridiculing me, like, how dare you give your son an e-cigarette? What's the matter with you? I, uh, well, I, I want to get my son off cigarettes. That's a shame. But I can go to the drugstore and buy him nicotine gum, and he can chew away on that? Uh-huh. That's nuts. It is
2: completely crackers. It's totally and utterly off the scale. But this is this is the, the, the disdain and the hatred that they have for ACIGs. And it's it just it's not warranted, it's not scientific, it just it shouldn't be that way. And we've got to do everything we can as vapors to make sure that it isn't going to be that way in the future and as quickly as we can. And again, it just, it needs vapors to make their voices heard. And if they don't agree with this kind of stuff, they've got to make their voices heard at every opportunity. You know, you've, you've, you've just got to do it. And the craziest,
0: the craziest thing here in the United States, Dave, is that you have states where they're actually wanting to ban e-liquid, but they're wanting, but they're legalizing marijuana. What? (laughs) Legalizing marijuana um, is like becoming the big thing here, but they're banning e-liquid.
2: Well, I, see, and it, the, the thing is, where they're legalising it, again, as I understand it, I'm not over there, but they're saying the best way to use it is to vape it. Yes, yes. Heat, not burn. And it's like, hang on, whoa, we'll just, just just, a cotton picking minute here. <laughs> if it's marijuana, that's fine. You can vape on it. It's cool, that's great. If it's nicotine, no way, Yeah. Hang on how how have people got their priorities so screwed up you have a natural plant in your right hand you have a natural plant in your left hand they have different names one you can vape on the other you can't fuck off (laughs) (laughs) i mean seriously (laughs) what kind of screwed up thinking gets people to that position
0: i know it's insane it's like two plants vape them both it's not rocket science bloody hell oh i don't know i i I just it makes me wonder why you know i have a i have a baby now she's seven months old and it makes me wonder do i really want to raise her here in the united states (laughs) do i want her to have to witness all this there's got to be a better place than here to raise her I, i it's it's just Things are so fucked up here. I mean, just the logic of things and and, and just the gut, you know, just watching our political process with what's going on with our president. I don't know if you know this, but this fucking Donald Trump, they're so the other two guys running against him are so worried that he's going to be the Republican candidate. Now Cruz and uh, Kasich are teaming up with each other. They're teaming up with each other to try to stop him. And even if Trump gets votes from the people like the people want him, that doesn't matter, Dave, because then they go to the Republican convention and then the delegate votes matter. I mean, it, it, this it's so fucked up. To be president, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you get the votes of all the people. You could still lose. <laughs> it's crazy yeah, uh, as that.
2: Yeah. It, 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 look, the world is screwed. The world <laughs> is screwed. Bottom line. When you've got the kind of thinking that's going on at the moment, when you've got people who in the past have done good works but are now apparently thinking with their assholes, um, the whole world is screwed. It really is. And to be honest, I don't know what the answer is other than the people making their voices heard, whichever form that might take. And I'm going to go no further than that or I'll lose every friend I've got. <laughs>
0: Well, before before we wrap this up, I have to ask one more thing cuz a lot of people have been asking this question. This is a huge topic in the vape world here in the United States, and I have to get an answer for all these people cuz they need to know. This has like been talked about a lot. Okay. Are you ever going to make an appearance in the United States, Mr. Dorn? Yes. Oh, you yes. are. Yes. Is it going to be this year?
2: Uh, no. <laughs> Not this year. Um We had hoped to have gotten across to the States in February, but circumstances conspired to prevent that. Um, But Jill and I are looking to make a trip over there, possibly next February. Um, If we can find um, an Expo a VIP event that coincides with our wedding anniversary week, then we shall be across for that.
0: Do you ha- have you chosen where you want to come over here? Have you decided on a place? Kind of like Vegas. Kind of okay. like
2: the idea of going to Vegas. Won't go to New York at all. Why, what, definitely, why would you definitely, go to New definitely.
0: York? Why would you go to New York?
2: No, I'm not going to New York. I don't like vaping there. Uh, and I won't go to California for the same reason. No, I want to go somewhere where there's the chance to get out in big country. Vegas. Last time I was there, if you want to do something, you can do it. Cool. I can live with that. And there's some glorious scenery around the place that I would like Jill to see. Uh, Plus, I like the odd game of blackjack. And uh, as I say, if there's a vape convention on, so much the better. So yes, it's on the list of things that the Dawns are going to do.
0: Well, I can tell you, in February, because they had it in February of this year february or was it march it was either february or march hang on let me see because we had vape northeast here just a few months ago and it was uh i'll tell you what it was hang on and that takes place in the large in the third largest casino in the world takes place at fox oh it's in march okay it's the middle of march they do vape northeast Right. Yeah, it was it was a great event. And I'll tell you that it was in Foxwoods. Foxwoods is some casino. It is unbelievable. I mean, it's just like miles of casino. And it's it's it was wonderful. So if you could put a what well, you'd have to do it in February. You understand February, it's winter. It's cold.
2: Yeah, your idea of cold. <laughs> and my idea of and not the same. Um, no, I mean, it, it's it's one of the things that we want to do. You know, we're not getting any younger. We're both retired. Um, I, I would love to bring Jill across to the States. And, and you know, times without number, there's kind of been, are you coming over, Dave? Are you coming over, Dave? Well, yeah, we're coming over. I can't put my finger on exa- exactly when, but, yes, we'd love to come across. Okay, I would well- like to be able to... Get on the stage at one of the conventions and support your local advocates. Yes. Um, Whatever weight I've got, I'd love to put it behind them. I'd love to be there to let people know that the American advocates are the people they need to be talking to. I think that's probably the most helpful thing I could do, if I could do anything helpful at all, would be to get people on side for the advocacy
0: efforts over there in America. Well, I just think you coming over here to one of these events just to meet people, just to say, just for them to say hello and and, and shake your hand and, you know, speak with you would be wonderful. I mean, you know, I don't know if you realize it, but you have a lot of people in the United States that have been following you for years. You've been doing this for years.
2: It's, It's been a while. I sat back and thought about it the other day, and it's six years I've been involved with this. Right. I had a year of just being a vapor and then. For some reason, my mouth started opening, almost unbidden. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I would love to get across there. Why why people would want to meet me, I really don't know, but yes. Um, <laughs>
0: why, they love you. Listen, I would love to go over there at some point. I know I say every year I'm going to do it, and I end up not doing it. I'm honestly afraid of being on a plane for six or seven hours. Uh, Jesus. And and I'm a little worried about being outside the country because I've watched that locked up abroad show and that scares the shit out of me. Though people say yeah, you'd,
2: <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be all right here. I'll come across for uh, the global forum on nicotine in Warsaw in June. You'd yes. love that.
0: Yes, no. People say I, I I would be okay. And I gotta tell you, there's so many nice people in the UK. Oh my, I've I've had people like say, hey, Kevin, if you're gonna come over, you can stay in my home. It's like holy shit! Like you hardly know me, but you're offering to let me stay in your home. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. It's it's so nice. Everybody in
2: the UK is nice except me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're we're a welcoming race. We are. We're uh, generally speaking, we're nice people. But yeah, get your ass on a plane and come across to the Global Forum on Nicotine in Warsaw,
0: June, yeah. and that's in June. Very, huh?
2: very, very inexpensive Warsaw and a very, very lovely city. You'd love it. Come over. Do it.
0: I'll work on that. I'm going to see if I can do that. But if I do do that, then Tim has to come as well. I have to meet Tim. I I think he might be.
2: do bear in mind,
0: there is no try. Yes. Tim and Mr. Kitson. Mr. Kitson has to come too. (laughs) I
2: don't think Dave will make it this year. Uh,
0: Maybe next. There's there's five people that I have to meet if I go to the UK. It's you, Mr. Kitson, Tim Uh from Uh RY4 Radio... I get you sixty-nine, uh-huh. and uh, Oliver from ECF. Those are the five people I'd have to meet.
2: Well, if you if you were to fly into Birmingham, not this weekend but the weekend after, you'll get to meet all five.
0: Really? Why? What's going mm-hmm.
2: on? Uh, the Vapor Expo is happening at the NEC in Birmingham, Birmingham the uh, the National Exhibition Centre, and apparently it's going to be huge. And uh, Mister Kitson will be there, and I would think. The rest of your named suspects will also be there. Right. So you'd get to make the lot.
0: Oh. Damn it. That's in a couple of weeks, huh? <laughs> now I'm
2: being tempted. You can get tickets. There are hotel rooms. It's not a problem.
0: Yeah. You can do it. I know. I just got to get over being scared. I'm just, I've never, I have never been out of the country, Dave, ever. Never. And there's I've-
2: nothing to be scared of. Well, it is, if you actually, never left the is, country actually, before. There, there is. There is something to be scared of. Because you might get the UK and like it that much that you didn't want to go back.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> but that's the only thing to be scared of. And you can offset that by the mere thought of your family. The fact that they would still be there in the States, that would be all the compunction you would need yes. to go back home. So there we are. We've sorted all your fears out. Come.
0: And I could go see a live taping of Britain's Got Talent. I'd love that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Seriously, you've know, <laughs> you come to the UK and that's what you want to do? I love what that stupid show. I don't know. I watch that stupid show. It's it's on Saturdays at 3 o'clock here in the afternoon, which is 8 o'clock uh-huh. there. And I watch yes. it on ITV, and I like that dumb show. I don't know what it is. I, I watch it. I love it. I think it's better that America's got talent to be honest. And yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> I just like that show. Uh,
2: okay. Um, yeah, sure, fine. No.
0: <laughs> You're go- no. You're not gonna go You're not gonna go with no. me. No, my oh, hell, don't
2: be so silly. <laughs>
0: Why? I mean, no. Do you Just no? Do you watch any TV over there? What do you watch on TV over there? Do you watch? TV? The stuff I watch is mostly American. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah,
2: pretty much. Um, I, I like Bones. Yep. Uh, Bones is good. NCIS. Um, NCIS Los Angeles. What oh, else do I watch? NCIS. No. Um, yes. oh. It did, yeah. I, it, we watch we watch some UK TV. Um, but I probably watch more American stuff than I do UK, and I definitely don't watch Britain's Got Talent. No.
0: Why is Judge Judy so big in the UK? On, I don't CB- know, I on CBS it. reality, it's like all day. It's like fucking hours and hours and hours of Judge Judy. I notice that. Like, um, I don't get that.
2: I think it, it, they put it on just be, just because they can, but the, the numbers are not that good. I don't think.
0: You don't watch the Jeremy Kyle show? Oh,
2: don't be silly! <laughs> yeah. No. No, no, it's that's that's just populist shite. <laughs> and I'm using the traditional spelling of the word. No, I can't be doing with that. The man's an asshole.
0: You know, what's funny is, is he actually came here a couple of years ago. They actually tried to do an American version of his show uh-huh. and it flopped. It fair. It just failed. It was, it was only on the air two months and they took it off. It just flopped terribly.
2: Well, there you go. You see, Americans do have good taste. <laughs> All right, it's, well, <laughs> it's, it's utter rubbish, it really is I mean yes. there's some crap on the telly over here but yeah, I know I like to sit and watch a It and work out all the stuff and go, you can't do that, the technology doesn't exist even in America it doesn't exist to do that you know, can't enhance a photo
0: like that right, right alright, well Dave, I want to thank you, I want to thank you for coming on, I really do appreciate it, we haven't had you on in a while, we will have you on again I promise we will and uh thank you for your time sir and you can watch dave now what is vapor trails what night is vapor trails on
2: we do monday nights and thursday nights so Um, you have two nights we have rebranded
0: yes
1: Uh,
2: so we are now vttv monday and vttv thursday um i present vttv thursday with my up or keith as ever was uh with sav and matt as producers and on the uh, on the old skype in um, and Monday night we've got uh, Matt and Marco, and I do the production on a Monday usually. And it's uh, yeah, we do an hour and a half, so it starts at eight thirty UK time. That would be three thirty your time, where you are in Connecticut. Yes. Um, and uh, an hour and a half show uh, with some good banter, uh, reviews, news, the whole the whole nine yards to use an Americanism. Um, we do whatever we can to entertain, inform. And uh, upset. <laughs> I, you know what I'm like. I like upsetting people every so often.
0: Oh, yes. It's wonderful. I do, too. I've, you I've you upset have, quite a few people here. So, <laughs> yeah,
2: Well, you, you, you can have too many friends, you know.
0: Right. Well, Not really. We, we, we have a lot of vape-famous people here, and they kind of drive me nuts. But I'm sure those are everywhere. So it's still at uh, vaportrails.tv. It is, yes. Or esigs.live. E-cig- oh, what a great URL. ESIGs.live. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. What a great find. live. That's a good URL. ESIGs. So. Yeah, it's fantastic. That's genius. ESIGs.live. Mm-hmm. And if you want to get more of Dave, you got to follow him on Twitter because he does his Periscope. You started doing that, what, how many months ago? You do this Periscope a lot now. You like that.
2: Oh, I love it. I think it's great. The technology is fabulous. Um, It was, uh, I started doing it the day it came out. (laughs) Somebody told me it was being launched. I downloaded the app and tried it out. I thought, I like this. It's good. So I I periscope from all kinds of unlikely places.
0: Yes, yes, you do. Um, That's what's fun about it. You never know where you're going to periscope. Like, that's why I saw him playing the drums. One day he just periscoped himself playing drums. Like, this is great. (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. I'm a major hoe, What can I tell you? (laughs) No, that's great. All right, so Vaportrails.tv, e6.live, and uh, oh. you can just type in Hi-Fi stud" on Twitter. It'll bring up Dave's uh, Twitter, and you have to watch his periscoping. It is very entertaining, and he has a very yes. good Twitter with lots of great articles. You're, you're, you're a good tweeter. You're one of the best tweeters out there.
2: Well, thank you very much. I, I'm profligate, I'll tell you that much. If you don't like a lot of notifications in your timeline, don't follow me because you should go crackers. Oh, no,
0: there is a lot, but I do like them. I like reading the stuff that you put up there. I, I, like, I, I, follow, I follow, I think, 70 people, that's it, and you're one of the people All that right. I follow. Yeah, because I don't want my timeline cluttered with shit I don't care about. I just have people that I follow that I care about what they're saying. So, uh, yeah, right. you're definitely the most active out of out of the 70. <laughs> uh,
2: I've just, just been looking at how many tweets I've had. And you know, seriously, if you don't like a lot of tweets, don't follow me. But if you uh, if you want to find some good people to follow, follow me. Please do. How many High tweets do you
1: have? Hang
0: on. I'm going to find out how many tweets Dave has. He has. <laughs> I'll announce it. Hang on. Dave has, let's see, his tweets. Wow. He has 68,800 tweets. <laughs> holy shit. Wow, that's a lot of tweets. Yeah. Wow. Um, holy 68,000. That's, <laughs> that's like what, 100 tweets a day? I mean, holy uh, cow. I have,
2: I average between 100 and 230 <laughs> tweets a day.
0: Yeah. How do you How do you find time to do anything? Well, it, it all shit.
2: happens on, on cell phones now, doesn't it? You know, so um, I, it's kind of the stuff gets fed to me and I'll retweet a lot of it. And then I like to, to tweet stuff out when it's fresh, uh, as fresh as possible. So, you know, I've got news feeds coming in from all over the place, not just on Twitter, all over the place. And if something good comes up, I want to get it out there quickly. Um, I also. it's not my fault I I blame Lorian Jolly, Cerulean C and and a few other people because occasionally we get into these conversations and just rip each other a new one for lots and lots of tweets I've seen some of our Twitter threads go on for like 500 tweets
0: does your wife ever does your wife ever say to you put that bloody phone down (laughs) Um,
2: no, but but an awful lot of people within an hour of meeting the pair of us ask her the question, how do you put up with him?
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Wow. Well, yeah, I'm telling you, you want an active Twitter, go to I have a whole, how many, I don't even know how many tweets I have. I have a whole 4,000 tweets. <laughs> all right, all right. I, don't, I don't even, yeah. <laughs> I don't. Well, I don't really tweet anything. I mean, I just I only tweet when my show is live because I know people wait for me to tweet it, or I retweet things once in a while that I find very important, or I'll tweet something that's like really bothering me. If if I tweet something, that means it's really bothering me, and I got I got to fucking say something. And I want people to hear it. Yes. But that's really about it. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm exactly the same. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was <a> wow. <clears throat> that's great no i
2: tweet i tweet a lot I, and, and people do need to be warned i tweet a lot
0: well i love it i'm going to continue to follow you so i love reading your tweets you got to keep up on that periscope so thank you thank you dave for coming on we really appreciate it we will talk to you soon
2: it is my privilege and pleasure and it's uh, it's been too long kevin it's been great to sit and talk with you
0: all right that's it that's the show Monday, 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you have Anti-Nanny with Raven Grim. Tuesdays, you have Inside Vaping. Wednesdays, you may or may not have Russ with ClickBank. Thursdays, the GDK Show. Friday, your favorite, Ed Wolf. We're on Sundays at 9 o'clock. I want to thank The Plume Room. Go to theplumeroom.com. Code VPLive15. Get your 15% off. Try the banana pudding. People seem to be going nuts over the banana pudding. And Smokeless image.com. The dot locusimage.com. They are our official sponsors. support them because they support us. We will be back soon. I am done. I am out.